they've got to, 10 seconds oh! remaining. Three, two, Looks like two. it's going to be a draw. Looks like it's heading for a draw. Maguire down the line. North. Oh! Cells in. It's now time for another match review panel. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Lot Pod, the Leeds Rhinos Lot 17A podcast. It's now time for another match review panel and another win and another amazing win away to Warrington. Um, I've got three guests with me for this one. Um, I'll introduce Reese first. Hi, Statman Reese. How are you? Reese, lost him already. Sorry, I've been an idiot and I was on mute straight away. Might he was on mute straight um, Yeah, <laughs> great. Wins back to back. Back that to back, a, good. Another winter of... Yeah, at last. Uh, second guest is making his second appearance of the season after some great stuff. I think he reviewed the Castleford Cup game. Welcome back, Tim. Hi, I lost you. All right, mate. Yeah, good, good to you. Back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Welcome back. Nice to be able to. Oh, we we spent two hours laying into him after that game, didn't we? Uh, (laughs) So it's quite nice. It's quite nice to be able to come back. Uh, uh, I know people, when we review a win, they're like, oh, you are really happy because when you have a horses, everyone's like, God, you're a miserable bugger, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) You try coming on every week and reviewing losses. The third guest, amazingly, I got the statistics from the podcast and I saw that there were there was a listener in Panama. Our next guest to review this game is from Panama. He's currently in Panama now. Hi, Sammy. Hi, how are you doing? Thank you very much for inviting me. Oh, very, very welcome. Um, I think a good start, because I, I think if we just pass by the fact that you are from. You are in Panama now. People will be like, "What? Eh? How?" So I think we have to grill you a little here. On, well, tell us a bit about yourself and tell us how, why you are in Panama. All right, all right. Two uh, minute minute story of it. Um, I've just always wanted to travel. I was uh, uh, born in London, moved up to Leeds, four years old. Then I moved down to London and. Um, after, let's say, 10 years of living in London, um, I've always wanted opportunity. I'm in teaching now, and this opportunity came up. Mm. So uh, me and my wife decided to move. We've been here since August. So it's, uh, yeah, it's been great. Uh, very hot and humid, very different types of weather. Mm. It very heavily. We're quite close to the equator. So, yes, I, ha- it, I mean, I summer now for a oh, sorry a winter for close to 18 months which has been very nice wow. so um yeah it's just a different very different way of life but you know you do family and you you know it's difficult mm. to um with time as we've been trying to contact each other you know with the time difference is always quite tricky yes, sometimes yeah. but yeah. um no it's 
very yeah very some problems of trying to get things done and bits of um of everything's in spanish here but it's, it's also just a very different game to be done when you want it for example we've got a bed <laughs> we've got a broken bed and we've got someone trying to come in and they'll say a day but they won't say the time <laughs> Have to there's there's too many innuendos happening right now for me there to not just say something about a broken bed. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's, it's a little bit, it's a bit like that. There's things sometimes you just have to accept. And, uh, but yeah, the, the, the good definitely outweighs the bad. It's a you know, very exciting place it does, to live. It, yeah, it does. Look, and it looks like a beautiful place to live, obviously, just from a distance seeing video footage on, online and pictures online. But in terms of rugby league, how accessible is it? In Panama, is it accessible at all? How? Because obviously you are a Leeds fan. How do you, yes. do you get to watch? Is there a channel? Is it available to watch live? Or yeah. there's so there are some links which you can go to for live games sometimes, which I might you know which I sometimes do. Uh, I've got a nudge, VPN. Nudge. So, yeah. <laughs> um, the Challenge Cup. I've got a VPN so I can watch things on the BBC. Yeah, um, which is you know, which is very handy. But for the other stuff, for games that you you know which aren't on TV games. It's um, it's through YouTube clips. There's like a suit the Super League website mm. or YouTube clips where you get like four five minute uh, highlights package of the next the next mm. day. Um, so when it's a Sky game, you get decent commentary. When it's not a Sky game, when it's just you know when it's just the I think one or two cameras that are there, it's literally just a clip with you know there's no commentary. It's and you just see the tries and that. It's, it's interesting when I watch it and I compare it to the NRL. They have a website, everything set up with like all the tickets, all the matches, different types of highlights. You can have a five-minute full game. Um, it's much the NRL. I think put a bit more money into that area of marketing where it's all accessible in one place. There's fantasy Shock. football and everywhere. Yeah. Whereas the Super League one, you have to you do have to search for it uh, to find it a bit more. Um, you know, say for the Leeds Rhinos games, for the ones that aren't on TV, is the same as you'll get for a championship or League One. You know, it's just that short YouTube clip without commentary and just showing the tries. So, um, yeah, it depends. It de uh, depends. So, for example, last night um, I missed the... Um, so I'm at work and by the time I finish work, about four o'clock, the game's already finished. And so you just mm. wait for the highlight package the next day. So I'd literally watch it this morning. <laughs> Fresh in your mind then for this review? Yeah, <laughs> I was, it, was a, it was a big surprise. Big, big surprise. I wasn't expecting that at all. So yeah. It was. So, well, brilliant. Thanks for coming on and appreciate your time. And so just on the game. So, yeah, go on, sorry. No, I was going to say, so my, me, my uh, knowledge of the game is just from my five minutes highlight package, so I won't be able to give you. <laughs> We've all been there. So, Tim, we always start these match review panels with positives, but I think this whole review is a positive. Um, just going into the game, Tim, did you did you expect us to win? Did you expect? this kind of performance? What did you expect just prior to kickoff? I think you tweeted it out yesterday. You normally do it the day before the game saying, do you think we'll win or not? And I, mm -hmm. I did vote yes. Um, 
I thought we might build, and that was partly because of Warrington's poor form as well. Um, mm. I thought that gave us half a chance to to maybe get something uh, yesterday. Not wasn't quite expecting the the way it unfolded, but yeah, it was. I was just looking forward to seeing if we could build on what we'd done in the game against Wakey. Um, mm. They'd had a bit of time off with the Challenge Cup last week as well, and interesting to see how much more time they'd been able to put into things on in training. Um, so yeah. It, it, won't say I was that overly optimistic, but I thought I fancied us against the team that's in a little bit of all of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. How did you see it, Sammy? It just seemed very positive. They were always on the front foot. Mm. Um, it was great to see. Uh, I, I saw Leamy making breaks through the middle, which was to see positive. And just from, um, I could tell from when Warrington started to fade away at the end, Leeds. The accelerator, so they weren't just happy with the win. Yeah. They wanted more and more, and they still had that energy to, you know, really put their foot on the throat. So it was good. Yeah, I agree with that. I think I was kind of talking to Tim just prior to this podcast officially starting, and we both kind of said that at the end of the first half, although we were quite comfortable, we both were quite reserved in that because. We had an amazing first half against Wakefield early in the year, but then the second half, we were dreadful. So I think you make a good point there, Sammy, in that we just kept our foot firmly on the pedal and just thought, no, these are here for the taking. We're going we're gonna to put as many points on as we can. How did you see it, Reese? I think going into the game, um, Warrington's form wasn't great, but they did play better against Saints, so I did think it was going to be a 50-50 game. Mm. Um at no point did I expect us to score eight tries. No. Uh, I mean, this season we've averaged around 16 points a game scoring. Um, mm. And even in the games that we've been winning recently, we haven't been scoring that many points. Um, so to score eight tries was, was huge. Uh, mm. it, sh- it shows the progression where we're going uh, um, from the last game. We've really built on that Wakefield game. I know White Warrington weren't great, but eight tries and 40 points is no mean feat in Super League. Mm. Um, yep. So, yeah, if it, if this trend continues, um, our delusion would be a uh, was actually factual. <laughs> See, yeah. yeah, start of the year we're all deluded that we were gonna. It's not delusion now, is it? A couple of wins. Do the stats back this up, Reese? Have you got the yeah the stats for us, please? Yeah, massively. Um, t- ten players got over a hundred meters. Um, wow. So Handley got 224. Obviously, one of those Again. was uh, the assist from uh, George Williams. So probably not. A great that. assist. A great it's assist. Ball of game. Hardacre got 191. So he, he averaged 9.6 uh, metres of carry. Is, he, is that. Is that how many games has Zach played? Three. He's played three now. That's, that's and he's got his over 100 in each game, hasn't he? Yes, yeah. Has it? Yeah, uh, unbelievable. Yeah, has, yeah. Uh, no, not the first one, sorry. I think not the first one, but the, when he's played fullback, he's got over 100. Um, right. He got 10 tackle bus. Wow. Uh, as well, did Hardacre. So stat-wise, Hardacre had a great game. Uh, other names that were up there in terms of over 100 metres, Pryor, 144, Smith, 137, mm. Leeming, 134, Sutcliffe, 135, Fussy Tua, 121, Fussy Tua... And Tevano, uh, all have got 116 uh, meters. Wow! Everyone carrying the weight, I think, uh, in terms of carrying. We made nine clean breaks in total, um, which is brilliant. Uh, And only three penalties. We only conceded three penalties all day. Yeah, I noticed that. Can I ask actually? What was sorry? 
And then the only other thing I wanted to point out was I looked at Warrington's stacks and it made me giggle. They missed a total of 40 tackles. Wow. Uh, Warrington fans have been ripping their hair out. Ben Curry yeah. got six of those, which made me quite happy because he shouldn't have been in the pitch uh, the return fixture at Headingley. So, yeah, yeah. so stats-wise, it completely backs it up. Um, what were you going to say, Sammy? Sorry. No, I was going to ask since um, I was, what did the halfback partnership look like? If it was Myler and Austin, because I haven't seen any game where it's been kind of a fluid, like any real set play or any real um, in halfbacks that we've had mm. this season. Even so, I just wanted to see what it looked like with Myler and Austin last night. What What did you make of that combo last night, Tim? They felt they looked like they shared the workload out a little bit. Um, I was mm. I was looking early on the Super League went on site and both players had a similar amount of attacking kicks. Um, I thought they just complemented each other quite well. And obviously, Milo's more of a dangerous running half into him, and and yeah. I thought Austin's kicking game, as it has been probably now since the whole KR game, um, has, has really sort of turned on its head. I, I thought it looked quite neat. Plus, with Hardacre pushing through from, from fullback as well, it just looked mm. like a, a nice little axis did that. Um, mm. A developing relationship, but still one there. I think people were a little bit critical when people suggested moving Myler to seven. I think people thought he, he, he didn't really pull up trees when he first got played there. Um, but I think it's more about on the back of who he's playing with. And it, for me, yesterday, I don't know about what the other chaps think but I, I certainly yeah. think it looked a lot better yesterday with, with Adek chiming in as well yeah Reese, you kind of we, we spoke about Austin in that KR game that Tim mentioned yeah. there and, and it being like because that was the game when Leeming went off injured and he put that amazing kick in that you waxed lyrical about do you think from that moment on we've seen the Blake Austin that I don't want to say the NRL version but the we've best the version want, of Blake Austin, yeah, that we kind of wanted. wanted to see, mm. um, and I think nearly every, since that, I think that KR game, I said that's the best, uh, best get, uh, best game we've seen Blake in a, in a Rhino shirt. Yeah. I think probably every game since then has probably been Blake's best game in a Rhino shirt. Every mm. game, he's but he's just played that bit better, and he seems to be, he seems to, he seems to like play with Milo. That last two games have worked well, but I, this is what I think we're hoping to see a bit more consistently from him from the from the start of the season. But something's obviously clicked. And it's uh, it's great. Is the I mean, just just um, we've got Hardacre, Austin, and Myler. They all linked up really well last night. That that whole combination of the three seems to be developing. Aiden Caesar does seem to be a, a weeks and weeks away. There doesn't seem to be a, a deadline on his fitness and his return. But is there a space? Is there a space for him, Tim, in this side? He's not going to get in, is he? If you if if the reason that his form was so bad was because he was carrying this knock, I suppose he has to reserve judgment to see what it'd be like once he recovers from it. Was he been asked to play through a pain barrier which was restricting his game? So based on pre-injury season, then no, he doesn't get in. Mm. Um, whether whether the injuries they finally got to settle it down and it, and he, he he had a bad injury last year, didn't he? And he, he seemed to carry that for the second half of last season with Huddersfield. Um, mm. You'd say at the moment no, but then a fully fit Aiden Caesar it gives you a proper 
a sort of selection dilemma, doesn't it? Do you, yeah. do you, do you put Milo up bench as a utility, or, do you, or is it Caesar starts on the bench? Or it, it'd be interesting to see, but it's a nice problem to have that we didn't have sort of four or five weeks ago where we we're scratching around for a, a 17, let alone a, a, a couple of different options at half. I think, I think yeah, for me, you don't, you don't change a winning team. No, no, and and you know, unless that player is someone that would is you know, you're talking from like a Leeds perspective, Leeds United perspective. Mm. You know, Calvin. You know, it doesn't matter. You know, he'd walk back into that side any day. But for, from us at the moment, I don't think Caesar's certainly not that type of player. But I, we don't change a winning side if this if this continues to work mm. and Aiden gets fit. Then, like you say, it's a great problem to have. Absolutely. And you've got to take into account as well that we've got heartache now. So when Walker comes back, yeah. <laughs> we've got an embarrassment of riches in that spine. We talk about Myler, we talk about Zach Hardacre. Sammy, you said you've seen the highlights. Have you seen the highlight between Myler and Zach for this try, this beautiful play with Myler taking the ball back inside to Zach? What did you make of that play and that try? Uh-oh. I was very surprised mm. that Hardik from from where he was to actually get over the line was superb. I, I mean, there was the hole, but I didn't think uh, I thought the one to play should have held him up. He was able to get over. So, it's, yeah, very from what I saw, all very promising. It was the first. Um, what was the score for the uh, the, the last game against uh, Wakefield? Wait. We just looked for what. This one looks a lot more fluid, a lot more kind of, I think, more time with the with Smith, the new coach. They seem to just be a bit more aware of knowing what they were doing time, which was, yeah, good to see. They really attacked that rook area, didn't they? I think it was Matthew, uh, yeah, Matthew yeah. Shaw, he was commenting how that you where the focus you can see where the focus uh, you can see where the focus has been and it has been around that rook, around that rook area um, and attacking that um you know that that try for hard, you know Myler sacrificing himself to get an absolute wallet, um, but Hardacre coming through and attacking on the ball. I haven't think we've really seen a fullback do that that much this season at all. Um, that, the, the, sorry, the build up to the to the try um, that we just spoke about. They actually tried something about ten minutes before that. Prior to that, they did. Yeah. A forward pass. Wanted yeah. Myler slightly mistimed his pass back, didn't it, to, on the inside to Hardacre? I think it was. Mm. Um, so it was. It was good to see that during the game there was his confidence wore on. They, they, they were daring to try things, and try a lot of it did. A lot of it did. I mean, Cruzley, I mean, probably deservedly got man at match from from Sky, yeah. and I think probably yeah, was our best player to run over the two hundred yards. Is it? You know, I know he's a running nine, but still, a lot of his works about getting in there, getting it to the the big big fellas to get us downfield and stuff. So for him to run nearly two hundred yards himself, and he put kicks in. According to the bits, I'm not. I'm not trying to take Reese's job. Um, but I did have. A, I did have a quick look. <laughs> I noticed he, you know, himself. He put a few attacking kicks in as well for us, and it's nice to have that out of there. Luke Shane is obviously very good at doing it for Kastner, Um but it, I thought Levy was outstanding, and I want to name drop Cam Smith as well because I think, yeah, brilliant again. He's one of them player players who, a couple of years ago, people were saying are oh, not not going to fulfil potential that that he sort of came came through with, but I thought the, the link-up between him and Leeming last night arguably mm. allowed us to play out of the back a bit quicker because mm. Cam Smith's really good with hands, and I, I thought that was it. 
he, he, he won't have looked on the stats if he'd had a great game, but I just thought the relationship between Lehman and him at 13 was was quite promising. And I thought the way he got the ball out quick to, 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 to the players around him it made it made a massive difference. So I just thought it's worth pointing him out. I did write him down on the positives, actually. I thought he played really well last night. I really like Cam Smith. And what he did differently last night was he actually committed the defender. He took the yeah. ball to the line and he actually yeah. made, forced him into a decision which I've been moaning about for most of the season because you can see he's got that talent in him to do it. The stat, I think the stats do back it up in that he's leading the tackle count again and he got 137 yeah. uh, metres. Tw- you know, he took 20 carries as well, yeah. the, the, the most on the day. Um, so I think the stats do support that he had a good game, uh, Cam Smith. Mm. But I've also I've never seen him run so fast when he made that clean break. No, <laughs> he really wanted that no. try, didn't he? He really wanted yeah, that yeah. try. <laughs> I'm a bit good. He didn't get over, to be honest. Yeah, I was. Um, but yeah, no, I think yeah, Cam Cam was brilliant as well. But it, it did you? It just felt like last night we had a bit of a plan. Yeah, I know that yeah. probably sounds a bit daft, but. We're in attack, it looked like we actually had a bit of a plan. You know, sometimes when we're in an attack, there's just been no depth, there's just been one pass up the middle. It just, it actually felt like last night there was a plan and we were playing towards a plan. Well, our attack all year has been diabolical. And yeah. It's just been non-existent. We haven't had an attack at all. Yeah. And last night, it, last night it was as if he's utilised this week off with the cup and everything and he's kind of said to him, whatever is... In the short time he's been here, it just felt like last night they'd got it. You know what I mean? That he'd he'd kind of moulded them or started to say, "This is the philosophy. This is how I want you to play." And even in how he spoke after the game, it was just like he said, just keeping it simple and taking away the. It sounded to me like Agar and whoever and had put too much structure in place. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, be honest, it done like Mark, one of our regulars on here, waxes lyrical about Tony Smith and his time at Leeds, rightly so. But Tony Smith just came in, didn't it? And he just said, just play the game, just stripped yeah. it back. He said, This is a simple game, just play it as simple as you can. And we flourished. And it, I'm getting, I'm, I'm just putting two and two together here. But the way we played last night, we're just like, he'd said, just try what you, you know, we've just spoke about there with. Myler and Hardacre with Myler, amazing ball back inside to Hardacre mm. and great that one. So he's obviously just said to him, play what's in front of you. We don't need structure. Work on a few things between yourselves and be fluid. And I felt yesterday was just the first stage of Rowan Smith. That's how I saw it anyway. What were you going to say? It's interesting, isn't it? Because I think um, just just the way that Maybe he's got that group of sort of pivot players together and just said, look, yeah, we want to play with a little bit of structure because certainly in the early part of the game where you're trying to establish a bit of dominance down middle and the field positioning, you know, get, make sure you, you, you're completing. But I also, the, you, you guys, you play what's in front of you. If you see something on, call it on and go for it. Okay. Now, I don't know, under Agar and, 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 and sort of, I know Longy's still there, Um whether Agar was all about structure. But certainly for the last couple of years with Agar, it has looked a little bit clunky. And that, that, I'm not here to slam Agar because I think he, I think mm. somebody made a point on Sky, didn't they, about a, a guy took, took the right decision to stand down at the at, at the time when he realised that 
the, the voice in the dressing room the, the players weren't responding to. And I think that there's something in that. And maybe Rowan's just brought a little bit of energy about the place and he, he does seem like a nice fella. But I'm 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 certainly sure as well he's not he's not frightened to dig somebody out if they if they don't if they don't, you know, do do what he's asked. So no, it is pleasing and sometimes the players just want that freedom, don't they, to 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 create stuff and if they see there's a play there or you know, call it on with with a bit of confidence. Let's be honest; that's that's probably coming back in as well after the last few results. Suddenly, the things you try and when you're losing games, you drop the ball, you knock on it, don't quite come off because you're not on the same page and you're not all confident. But the more and more we start picking up wins, those things do start coming off because everyone's that bit more alert. Then everyone wants to push up into that gap to support their guy with yeah. the ball because we're all. Everyone's feeling a bit more positive about about the situation, perhaps. Hmm. Sammy, you you only saw the highlights, obviously being in, in in Panama, but in between from from our last game against Wakefield and this game, do you think that Smith's had time to kind of mould his philosophy on this lead side? I well, I just think when it started to when it started to go wrong at the beginning of the season, there was a bit of a panic. Because they, hmm. this is when they got uh, Smith, they got what was it Austin and Caesar together? That was the game plan, right? We've got yeah. um, we'll build, and then it wasn't working, and then it was uh, what do we do now? And then from there, so they were from from beginning this of not actually. Uh, how many weeks has it been? Four weeks now, uh, in there to. Actually, give a voice of what they're going to do to solve it. And I think they feel a bit more confident with it. Um, so hopefully from now on, we're going to see a, clear, a bit of a clearer game. I'm just trying to, you know, patch up people who are injured or suspended or, you know, changing mm. the game plan when it's not working straight away. Hopefully we're going to stick to one main idea and uh, work that way rather than just kind of changing it all the time. That's what I hope. Me too. Um, David Fusatua, I thought he played really well, Reese. Um, did There was a moment in, I think it was the first half, when he went up for a high ball and landed awkwardly. Did you see that? He kind of went over on his, I think it was his ankle, and I was kind of thinking, oh no, please, <laughs> not another injury, not another one, please. What did you make of him, Reese, and uh, his performance? Were it two tries on the night? Have we lost Reese? He's on mute I, again. I need to stop going on mute. Um, yeah, it's because I'm researching it's while I'm doing this. Right? I'm trying to so you don't get all the type. I'm just trying to make sure you don't get typing in the background all the time. Yeah, no, Fussy Two we got two. I, I think Fussy Two was was great. I did see that little uh, niggle, but he looked like well, he got the two tries and he finished. But he he carried mm. really well. He 12, 12 carries for 121. So that's that was brilliant. Wow. He's got. I think that's the first. It's just you know, three games in a row now. So that's the most he's done. This season, yeah, and no, no, that's not a great stat. But in those three games, he's got 124, 140, 121. I thought we're, I feel like we're starting to see what again what we were hoping uh, for. Um, yeah, similar know, to Austin, yeah, yeah. You know, he's you know at the moment in those three games, he's averaging 128 meters a game. He's picked up three tries. More, more the same, please. I think I think it's a go on. Sorry, go on. I just wanted to see like how. Because of how good it was for Leeds, but how bad were Warrington? The fact that they got, you know, I'm just looking at the team sheet names. That 
Yeah, I would know from Widder, Rashford, Clark. They've just bought Amor, um, and they're yeah. Yeah, it's great, Sammy. We were meant else. to have a Warrington fan on this podcast, but he, when I messaged him after the game, he said, I'm going to be too angry to come on. <laughs> so, Oh, they, they were dreadful, Sammy. But um, that's yeah. a good question. Is, is this result, Tim, is this result enough to get Daryl Powell the sack? Or do you think it might take a couple more games? I don't, I don't think they'll sack him. Um, mm. I mean... Don't get me wrong, the vitriol towards the players and the coaching staff from the stands is never great. And, and as a, I suppose if the club that listen to that fan base and thrive on that fan base turning up next season, if Powell's still in charge, it's it's difficult to say. I've got a feeling they will stick with him. I think that they've already recruited for next year in, in the forwards, haven't they? Yeah. They've brought, is it um, Gil Dudson in, haven't they, the, amongst a couple yeah. of others that they've signed? Casano as well. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. So they're obviously they're obviously revving up for, for next season already. Chandler's been told he's not going to be involved at all, has he? Um, you know, so he's starting <laughs> he, to put he commented his... on Blake Austin's uh, post, by the way. So well... he did, he did, <laughs> he did. Didn't he? Just, um, I'm sure that went down well. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't quite get it. it. It might, it might suggest more about some of the lads in the Warwick and Shed dressing rooms, not well, Powell I... himself, because. He, the way he played at Cass, and it's not like he played Dower one out rugby at Cass. He he liked to he liked to get the ball, make make it creative, didn't he? He liked to get the ball out wide and attack teams yeah. and have a go at teams. You you'd think that Warrington players on the books there are quite like that. Whether it's the graft that he's asking him to do on, you know, you know, in in defence or what, I'm not entirely sure. But I, I do think they'll probably stick with him. So I think. They, they, they went they went quite hard to get hold of them, didn't they, off cast and they've they've replaced some they've got some players now in for next season already. So I think they'll probably weather the storm. They probably realise they aren't gonna win it this year, a bit similar to, to probably us. Um But it's always their year too. And, that well I, I know that. And and we'll probably say that again next year. Excuse me. The win it. Yeah. <laughs> um but I think they they'll probably just do similar. But it, They'll only need a few more performances like that, and and I'm I'm sort of sitting. I suppose I'm sitting on the fence. Um, I think a few more like that, and the board might have no option. But it's it's again who's out there and availability of a coach, and you know upheaval or not that that causes and the money. I spoke to um someone briefly at the, at the Drop Goal podcast, who's a Warrington fan, and he said that he thinks that Powell has come in and give a few players a kick up the arse. Uh, he wants to change the culture of the club, but from what he's heard, the players don't like it and they've spat the dummies out. Hence, mm. a big clear out is expected. He wasn't sure though, but he also added that um, if, but I think if you told Powell how big of a job it would have been, he never would have come. It's a hundred percent much bigger rebuild than first thought. And first, yeah. So mm. I, I, I reckon Powell, they will probably stick with him. Sorry? How much for an investment? How long is uh, Powell's contract? Is it a three-year deal? You know, I think it was three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they went quite big on him to yeah. to get him out of cast, but it's not working out. And I mean, the more George Williams touched the ball last night, <laughs> the better it got. Nice assist to the game. That was a great ball, that Sammy. <laughs> can, I, can I say, it's about, it's about time Hanley caught one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree Had- with that, Reese. 
camera, you Williams see uh, the handling. And he still passed the ball. His eyes were already yeah. were on it when... Hanley was in the Warrington line, wasn't he? Yeah, it was very late for him to pass it. You'd expect, you know... Uh, him... Oh, I definitely... He definitely saw it. That's why he, he, he saw him. He saw Hanley's line. He put him in the gap. There you go, son. Get yourself a try. He was stood in front of him. Ooh. How could he not have seen him? He had one of the worst games. I mean, if I go big on Zane Tavano, as everyone knows, but I'd have, you know, that'd have been a lead player playing like Williams last night. He must be on three hundred grand, easy, easy. Yeah. And it's, the more he got the ball, the worse he got. Am I right? He, he, just... he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't look arse, did he, last night at all? He, he like, I, I suppose if you've got a pack that's not making any metres, it is difficult. We've seen it with our own half-backs in the time, haven't we, sometimes where it's yeah. it's just not happening. But I, I, I know, the Sky love him, don't they? Sky love George Williams. He's always yeah. the pick. He's always the player they talk about before the game. I've got to be slight, I don't know, honest here. I think he's a little bit overrated anyway. And I know we went. I know we. I know, like there was some talk about will it be Leeds, Warrington that got hold of him, and yeah. I, I just think, I mean, he he, do, he is a good player. I'm not going to sit here and say he's rubbish. Obviously, last night, oh, was, which was Andy, Andy for us. But I think just overall, when you look at other halfbacks in the in the in the comp and, and the, even within the England squad, for yeah. me, yeah. now time and time again, he don't really excite me like some of the others that we've seen. Mm. You know. In, in over, I, I don't know what it is about. I, mean, I just, you know, to take a game by himself and, and tr- Sammy. Point for him. There's not many. There's, you know, he was. Like I can think of that went over to Australia and didn't and did reason. You know, for a couple of years before. Yeah, it did really well. Out. That's um, true. Yeah. And I, you know, they were. That was kind of when I started to watch Carroll because the Raiders team. So then I was actually, and mm. he was, you know, you're wanting, uh, was it him, Whitehead, Sutton? So I actually kind of got into watching the through that. And he was make, making plays and doing really well. They, you know, they were building yeah. teams around him. And what was the other, uh, Witten, I think. The other guy. Witten. So, yeah, Witten. Um, well, he's he's definitely got credit in the bank, you know. Not many. I don't know half back from Super League would be able to go over to the NRL and you know make a statement before they before they leave. So, None. Yeah, without that, a good player. I just think maybe maybe it's a trifle last based on last night as well because I think he actually he had a pretty good game in the game. Was I know they lost against Saints, but I think he actually played quite well in that game. So maybe, maybe just had an off night. I don't know. Uh, so perhaps I'm a bit overly harsh on him. But uh, obviously, it was good for us because uh, an on fire George Williams would have caused us a lot more problems than the one we got last night. Which, you know, um, thanks for him serving one upon a plate for Ash. Um, was, was a great good ball. That. Gets better the yeah, more yeah. you watch it. That ball. Although, would anyone else like nervous when Ash started celebrating before he got to line? No, I like um, that. I really like. I, I, that. I do. I do like. I do. I do. I do like hold it on the biggest like. stage. Really. I mean, <laughs> he was he was only getting chased by Ollie Holmes, wasn't he? I think That's he, true. He, he wasn't going to get yeah. caught, was he? Let's put it that I way. can run faster backwards than Ollie Holmes. <laughs> I think it was Ollie Holmes. It might not, but it was definitely <laughs> still running. He's still yeah, running. After he's, him. <laughs> <laughs> he's just made it to halfway line. <laughs> we 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 even scored a set piece try last night. 
I know. Off a scrum. I know. That one. That one. Never, that one die. Yeah. Scrum play. I know. Yeah. I'll tweet it out. Names again, one. But bad enough that you come see like some of tries from white open play, but to not be numbered up in on your on your blind off side. A scrum. Off it a was scrum. Obvious, it was obvious though because they were all. You could see Leeming. All of them were looking left, and they were just seeing all of them were looking. But, if you rewatch yeah. the lights, you can see them all looking ready to do it. And, it um, wasn't disguised at all. No, no, they're <laughs> all really saying we're going to go left here, <laughs> and William just goes, Ooh. "What?" But oh. they even a, they want a point when when we look like we're going to shift that right. They want they want no, they look at any no. single stage. They're all pointing the same. Setting up setting up our attacking line on the blind side where anyone thought that we're going to get switched to open. <laughs> it, it would it. Um, uh, and even then, and we just—I mean, it's great to score one off a of scrum. We don't get many of them now, do we? Not even not in any team. Don't score many off a of scrum. No, now, not many. But I suppose I suppose if you're going to leave a three-on-one in defence, um, then 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 you know you, you'd be pretty bad to naff, naff that up from there. Uh, but no, still was it was good good, good try. I think that that killed them, didn't it? Yeah, I was actually yeah. the, the the moment you thought the game's gone here for yeah. them. Mm, you you felt done. like secure. Um, and then we, the way they caved in that last twenty minutes, you'd be. I, I think there's a way to lose a game, isn't there? And that'd be the worrying thing, Powell and Wire fans. I know we're not talking about Wire particularly, but um, the way they caved in after after that was, was would have been worrying. If we've seen it happen, haven't we? We're talking from experience because we've seen it over the last three or four years, where Leeds teams that have had low confidence have had a bit of a bit of. Bit go against them in the game, and then for the last twenty minutes we just collapsed. We've seen it ourselves, so it does happen. But it's it's always a worrying one when it happens because it tells you a bit about the the if if what Reese has said right about what what's getting said about in the dressing room and stuff. It doesn't show right a lot if if they fall like a deck of cards over a, a try like that. But incredibly funny, especially when you're watching on Sky, oh, yeah. you can see Daryl Powell slamming his fist against. <laughs> And because the they all take one the funnier and funnier and funnier. Because orig- uh, the first time it cuts to a coach when they're losing, they're frustrated, aren't they? Like yeah, they're yeah, yeah. like gurning the teeth and shouting. And then as it gets worse and worse, like Powell went through the motions, and in the end, he was just like resting his hand, his head on his hands, just looking miserable, as if to say, "What can I do with this lot? They've gone." Completely. Oh, he was still in the coaching box half an hour after the game, talking to uh, <laughs> talking to Shez, wasn't he? <laughs> Thinking, well, how do we stop this? And it could have been worse, Reese, if it wasn't for Reese Martin's poor kicking on them. I say poor kicking; there were difficult kicks. How many have you got the stats for us on? Yeah, how many he kicked and missed? Yeah, I do. So he missed. He, he missed five. Wow. He got that is a surprise. Five, which. Is the most in this is this season. Mm. Um, so I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at the stats. He's made 32 this year and he's missed 16, but that was very unreece like. Um, luckily, it didn't matter. Um, yeah, unlike someone else's kicking, which we'll probably talk about in the Challenge Cup final later on. Um, <laughs> but in terms of what the Warrington fans did, you, did you see? Um, there was a two players getting in the stand or something after an altercation with a fan. Who was it, Reese? Ben Curry and. Uh, Mike Cooper, uh, Mike Cooper, Mike Cooper, yeah. and Ben Curry. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I did. 
Dal Dal Powell's post match interview wasn't that great either. I don't know if you heard what heard what he said. <laughs> no, I didn't see it. What did he but say? He basically says that he said that he insists that Is... they were in a good place despite the latest defeat. And I mean, <laughs> um... <laughs> the boys are working hard in training. Yeah. Yeah. Usual cliches. Just get me out yeah. of there. Well, we yeah. heard that with Agar didn't we, at the beginning of the season. It's nice to hear someone yeah. else to say it and be in a similar position. The only one, <laughs> the only one of Paul Bingo that he didn't say um, last night was about the rook speed. I anticipated that he'd probably say the reason that they lost control of that game was because the, the ref let us lie on at the rook, or you know, he always has, he's always something to do with ref, isn't it with Paul. There's yeah. always something, but actually, I, yeah, that, it won't. I'd have thought he'd come out absolutely. Maybe Powell in the sheds is a different fella, but I quite like that about Agar. Though I, I like the fact that when 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 we played poorly, um, he was never one for he was never one for sort of hiding behind that. He he would come out and call the players out on occasions, wouldn't he? And I think sometimes that's that's a bit refreshing because quite often, yeah, dressing room's private and you want to keep some of that stuff in there, but. Um, for Powell to turn around and say, yeah, so I think we're in a decent place. Like I say, he's massively worried if that's what you think off back of that performance because, mm. you know, it, there's way to lose a game and then there's that, which obviously was great to see uh, from our point of view because I think it's an interesting point. Sky talked about it a bit yesterday as well, about how we beat, we beat a really poor Wakefield team and then beat a really poor Warrington team. And that may be the case. And I suppose a bit, an even bigger test lies away next Friday at Huddersfield off back of their win at Catalan. That was a huge win for them, um, which is fair enough. But you can only beat what's there in front. And the old tips wired before the game and said they'd win. Um, yeah, probably probably 50% of our support probably thought last night, this is a 50-50 game. We could, we could win it. But likewise, we could come at the end of the tail ending as well because they played quite well against St. Helens the week before the Challenge Cup, even though they lost. Hmm. Um, and we haven't got a great record. Actually, let's be honest, we've, we've not got a, an awesome record there. Um, so I, I think how much Sky played on how bad Warrington were, which I get it, given that, you know, the performance, how, how, how well Leeds played as well. Um, be interesting, but a massive confidence boost for the boys going into that Huddersfield game on Friday. I can tell you exactly why Warrington lost that game last night. It's because we wore the pink kit. Pink kit, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Clearly. Yeah. Two from two. We man. just have to, yeah, we just have to wear this kit for the rest of the year and we'll just win the grand final. Does yeah. everyone agree with that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we're gonna, Apart yeah. from at Magic, you know, we'll wear the new yeah. Barrow kit, which yeah. we'll talk about later, but... This pink kit clearly just startled teams into thinking we're the Harlem Globetrotters of rugby league. <laughs> and you know what it is? It's ghastly. I think it's awful. I don't I like, think it's oh, so I don't disgusting. Like it but we average <laughs> 37 points at a game wearing that kit. <laughs> we have to wear it. We have to wear it. Two games, but... but... Still. We'll be able to wear it on Friday, will we? We'll just feel... Or if we do, we'll have to make others feel have to wear their away kit at all. Yeah, they'll have to wear their away kit. Yeah, well, your kit, boys. There's Get a, rid of their kit. There's two other players that I want to kind of give a one a half a shout out and one a big shout out for. The half shout out was going to go to Tetevano because he did get 116 meters off 13 carries. Yeah, he did. That's About the best time. average carry he's done. It's the most meters he's made this year. 
Well, no, actually, he got he got um 113 in round three. In three, uh, yeah. yeah. But um, so yeah, I think he deserves a bit of a, sh- a half a shout out. The other one's Matt Pryor. Matt Pryor, previous to tonight, had only the most he'd carried was 12 carries, and 77 meters was the most he'd made in one game, and he doubled that. On, on Friday, off the night. back of a ban as well, so it's not yeah, clear. 144 meters, and off and he, and he carried the ball for the most. You know, he most has done as well. He had a really good game, yeah, and he, he was did. off the bench as well, wasn't he? Hmm. It's best yeah. prior yeah. look for quite a while. I, I thought before then, looked like the old prior, didn't it, Tim? A little bit because it actually, I said, I think it was before the game started that I said to my wife, you, you wonder really whether he's gone round one year too many, and I know we. we I still think he has to sign. I still think he has um, to be on the screen. Yeah, it's, but he, 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 he were only, when he were when he were playing, he were only sort of spelling for twenty minutes, and he were going off again, and it didn't look fit, it didn't look right. Mm. Again, maybe 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 Rowan's done something with training where they've lowered his kit, his workload at training or something, but he looked possibly he looked far more effective yesterday um, than he has done for most of the season. And fair, fair, I think you have to call for Tevano. We've all been. I mean, I've only done one of these prior to this, but um, we've all we've all called him out for. Let's be honest, rightly so for some of the. I don't the believe I am. He's... No, no, I'm, I think you're in. Um, but <laughs> I think I think rightly so, given some of the stuff he's he's, he's served up for us. But not too right. It looked like it looked like yesterday he played far more minutes than he's done. I, I think he, he played some fairly big spells for us yesterday. And hopefully that's the start of something again. And he's, and he's he maybe he's been one of them where, where Rowan's had a, a, a straight dark line chat with him and said, "Look, you're on marquee money. You know it's it's time you offered far more than you have been doing in the in the year and a bit you've been here. Um, yeah. You know we're, we're looking ahead to next year, as you can see with the with the players we're signing. You need to show me you want to be part of this, so I can just get up next play home. Um, I don't know if that's what he said, but uh, it's certainly hopefully. certainly nice to see." Certainly nice to see him play well. Because uh, let's be honest, if, if, if an informed Teddy Arthur should be an asset to this team and, and in the league itself. So I'll say to the whole league, if he gets anything yeah, yeah. like he want in the NRL, exactly. he'd be the best. He should be, but he, he should be the best prop in yeah, the competition. Yeah. He should should be matching or getting similar to like Alex Wormsley, having that yeah, kind yeah. of effect on a game. Because that's what he did in the NRL. Yeah, That's the kind of player he was. He isn't now, obviously. I do hope, I know I've completely ripped him apart on this pod, but I do, you know, I do hope he does pick up some kind of form because we do need him because we're so light. We we mentioned that, how light we were on that Challenge Cup review, Tim, about how light we were yeah. in the forwards. Yeah, with, yeah. Even with, you know, the, the starting four, five that we, we have, still incredibly light. Just to kind of finish off this uh, yeah. review of... YV leads. Uh, man of the match, Reese. Uh, I'm gonna have to go cruise. Uh, a try, yeah. two tries, me too. Thirty tackles, 134 meters. Um, yeah, cruise. We we saw what you know. We've we've had to play cruise out of position. We saw him at for at hooker for 80 minutes, nearly 80 minutes, and mm. showed why he should be playing there yeah, more. Brilliant. Also showed why we don't need Brad Dwyer. Tim, your man of the match. Uh, yeah, I'd have to say Reeman, but I think Hardik ran him a very, very close second. Yeah, really um, close. Mm. Just a re- really good game. Showed what a great player he is. And I know 
we're going to have people all have that debate all day long whether we should have brought him back or we shouldn't brought. And it, I know we're going to talk about him in the, in the next bit. But mm. yeah, for me, Cruz was just great. Everything he did last night, he played tons of. I think he played the full eighty last night. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, when we, we took Austin, off, took Austin off. Yeah, and that's it. it. Yeah, yeah. He went into abs. Yeah. Yeah, just, brilliant. Just class. Probably his best performance in a Rhino shirt, I'm going to say. I think it, it really did. And he's taken a little bit of criticism on the captaincy side, hasn't he? I know a few people have said, mm. not sure, uh, not sure what sort of voice he is. I think we talked about that so on the on the yeah. post cast cast game, didn't we? Um, yeah. But no, great performance and, you know, looked far better back at nine. The whole team looked better with him in there. Um, yeah, great. I'll have to agree with Brilliant. Reece on that. I agree. Yeah, I agree with you both. Leaving Sammy. without a shadow of a doubt. Sammy's aborted. Has he? <laughs> He's left us. Aborted. Must have got, I wonder he, why he, he did say he had to he go at a certain time, didn't he? Yeah, they did. Uh, oh, okay. well, thanks a lot for coming on, Sammy. We'll have you on again. We know that there's a massive time difference. And I think he said it's his wife's birthday or yeah, something. Yes, anyway, was, thanks yeah. for coming on, Sammy. Anyway, it was great to have you on. Um, we've, we've spoken about Zakardaker, so I think that's a good, a, good, a good section to move on to now. Tim, me and Reese have spoken about this on a couple of podcasts now, but obviously this is your... First podcast since Zach has signed. He he does have a deal to the end of the year, Tim. I'll I'll just give you my quick opinion and rundown. I think, regardless of his form, and I know he's a great player, I think the majority, the high majority of Leeds fans never had an issue with him on the field. Everyone knows he is a class player, even prior to us signing him. It's always his on-field stuff that is the biggest issue. And, causes the most debate. For me, I would keep him for the rest of this year and then I would say, thank you, Zach, and then go our separate ways. He is, he is banging form, make no mistake about it, as the games go on. He's getting better and better and better. What's your take on it, Tim? Do you think we should offer him a new deal? Would you offer him a new deal end of the year? Um, a lot's going to come down to what Zach wants, I think. And whether Featherston get up into Super League, is there a bit of a pull there because it's his hometown team? It's the team he came to us from. Um, yeah. That, that That's the only thing would be whether he he sees his hand on heart, sees leads as his club, or whether it's a little bit of a, conv- a convenience for both us and him. While we, we see whether Fed wants the more or white so you'd say. Uh, and, and there's still talk about a 14-team comp next year, isn't there? Um, so one way or the other, I think Fed will be up. And that that's the only one I can see. Personally, I'd like to, I'd like to see him stay. Um, I think he's shown in the two or three games already. And I know, like you said, what it's never been about him as a player. Because um, mm. I think we all know he's, he's, he pushes Tomkins all the way for me at fullback, the best fullback at comp. Yeah. Um, however, I just, I, I think he, maybe like you say, see to see to end of the season. What's he been like off field? We don't see that. We don't see that stuff. Um, has there been any well, we issues? Do. What's his, after the well, event? <laughs> yeah, after the event. But find out. <laughs> he, I think I think it's got to be Roland Smith's call. If he thinks, Absolutely. Been, so the, the only other thing I'd say about him in the games that he's played and the noticeable. 
is how much perhaps they've just put a little bit of, of leadership into him. Perhaps they've said to him, look, this team's quite a young one now and, and Zach's how old is he? Is he, 30, is he 29 or so? I think he's 30, 30 on the nose. Yeah. 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 So he's, he's around him now. He's got lads that are 17, 18, 19 playing. Perhaps Rowan said to him, you can be a leader in this team. You know, a mm. little bit of responsibility, a little bit of extra responsibility. If you think of all the teams he's gone to, and when he were at Leeds before, there were, there were Sinfield was still here, Peacock was still here, Lulawai was still here, Danny Magsy, all, all these different players were, were still there. Went to Wigan, Wigan wall-to-wall leaders in that dressing room, haven't they? Farrell and all these different characters. Maybe yeah. maybe that's what, maybe that's been Rowan's selling point to him, to say, look, concentrate your mind on your rugby. You can be, a, not you're not captain, but you, you can be a leader in this team. You can be a leader all in these young lads. You can, you can be a, a role model on the field for these boys, but that means you're going to have to be one off it as well. So I'm leaning towards saying if if, if it's, I suppose it's going to come down to what we want money-wise and where do we need to put the money elsewhere if, if we, if, if Zach's not, um, no, where, no, where, no. Do, where, like... where, where do we need to, in... yeah, oh, we can oh, hear you, Sammy. Well... Oh, right. No, I didn't leave. I I just, I think, I just, the connection stopped for some reasons. No, oh, all right. Yeah, thank you for so about another 20 minutes. Um, I, I think he reminds me a little bit like a footballer, like always playing. When yes. he's into the cosh, playing for a contract, he's really, once he's got, it seems that comfort seems him uh, problems because he's maybe he's got, he knows where the page the next year he becomes mm. the problems start to happen and that could also be one of the things he might need that just that constant incentive because throughout his career it seems to be every time it goes you know whenever he's playing for something or he needs it that's when he starts to play really well yeah drops off so it'll be something like that so that that being said Sammy do you think there's no doubting, we've just been discussing it there, uh, there's no doubting Zach's ability on the field. It's all his off-field drama that always crops yeah. up. Do you think, he's in form at the moment, he's playing really well, but do you think we should offer him a deal? Would you like to see us offer him a longer deal we, next I, year? I think, we, I think we've got time. I don't think we need to do it now. I think we've got, we need a, a bit more of a sample That's size a good... to see how he is at the end of the year. There's no, I think with him, there's no rush. There's not um, going to be a line. I think another, mm. you know, another two three months. I think then we can make a decision on it. Really, I don't think it needs. It's too soon to do anything more. We've just offered the contracts in the first place. And he had, you know, before, um, he had horrendous issues. Or was it his first training? No, he had a seizure. Like, of, mm. yeah, it did. Like, really uh, scary. And he's. You know, he's still just getting back into it. So I really think we don't need to rush with him. And he's a take how he goes for now, really. I don't think we need to make a decision now. I think we should think, ride the I wave of how well he's doing. He's definitely going to start challenging opinions for what people thought if he continues this wave of form. Because I was very much the same as Lottie in that give him a contract for the rest of the season, help out. Thanks very much, Zach. Um, 
Feverson will probably offer you a contract next year, or you can do what you want. Yeah, but that's my point. Who else? Sorry, sorry, Demington. Yeah, I'm just saying the, the only thing I think if he continues his vein of form, I know my opinion on that will be challenged massively because if you've got someone playing as well as they are, or if the, if he's playing, continues to play the best he can play, why why wouldn't you give him mm. another? Even if it's just a year, that, what, and that, that might not suit him. But well, yeah, my. Going to sign him anyway. There's no, he won't go to an NRL club. You know, Wig, uh, Wigan have already done it. St. Helens have. I'd be very surprised if I don't think, even if he's playing, he's got that many options. You know, it'll be, it, it's, it'd be Fev. <laughs> if it's a good shout, Sammy. I, th- I think it, it comes down to it. It's either Fev or Leeds. I, I, I do think, I do think that maybe Lee, possibly, but. But he wants Too to far away from that, that, that. He's not going to go back to Northwest, is he? When that was the same issue, why, why apparently he left Wigan or didn't settle at Wigan. So um, it, it looks to me like it's either us or Fev. He's not going to go back to Cass. Wakey, I can't imagine. I mean, Wakey possibly will even get relegated, but um, I can't Hopefully. imagine that. Well, I can't imagine <laughs> that. Um, is, it, is it Michael Glover that's uh, their chief exec? Um, I can't fine. see him. He don't have any money. Yes. Don't have any money. No, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, I, I, it's it's going to come down to Fed or Leeds, I think. Um, and and you you make a good point. So, I mean, perhaps we we talk about it a bit too early. Perhaps we just need to see how it settles down over the next few months. Um, the, the 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 for both sides really. Um, to see how Zach fits in and 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 to see what he's what he is like because he's obviously not going to throw it away within the first few weeks, but as the weeks turn into months and, you know, is, is his attitude right? Is he, is he there on time and stuff like that? Um, we'll, have, we'll have to see. So, when it personally, yes, yeah, but... Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe his form will be so good that we have to sign him. He might Possibly. finish this year in, you know, incredible form. And then he's, he's got our arm up, 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 up our back to say, well, you know, you've got to sign me now or someone else will. Because He had his contract cancelled at Wigan, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. So he's, he, he's in the window, I'm assuming, for, yeah. for talking to clubs now, isn't he? Yes. So yeah. you'd imagine there would be some news one way or the other, either... They're not really in a position to, to to sign him on basis. They still are in the championship at the minute, but perhaps with a a bit of a clause in there that if they don't get up, it becomes a null and void deal. I don't know. Similar, do you remember when you've seen this signed for Celtic Crusaders? Do you remember? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure there was something in there. Wasn't there that if they got relegated or whatever, it did, that'll become that'll become null and void. Um, so I, I don't know. Um, just let's enjoy it. what he brings to us on the field. We've got half a chance. That's, I think that's the thing to say at the minute. I think we, with him there, um, we look a far more dangerous side than we did without him. Um, and, and he seems to be nicely tuned into Milo Lehman and uh, oh, Austin at the moment, which is, is pleasing. And uh, t- I think, we, like you said, Lottie, you, you didn't deny at the time it were all about bringing somebody in that could actually, for a year, to... On the rugby side, there's no question. At the time, we, we needed it. Um, mm. Walker's coming back to fitness soon, so we're going to have that quandary. Do we see Jack Walker as our long-term fullback? Uh, and he was just starting to find form before he got injured. 
but Walker can't stay fit. That's the problem. Um, Hardacre's injury record's pretty good. It's the stuff off yeah, field that's, that's his issue. He doesn't miss a lot of games through injury. Suspect he's one of them lads that carries one as well. He'll, he'll, he'll stick his hand up and play no matter what. Um, so, yeah, I just, just, I, I always quite liked him, but um, obviously we'll have to just see. I think Sammy makes a good point. Let's see what, let's see how it pans out That's in the next few months. And... Yeah. Some of, some of our other off contract players are now being rumoured to be signing for other clubs. One of them, this past week or so, was Alex Meller to Castleford. Reese, is this a player we should be letting go? Are you bothered if Alex Meller leaves, leaves us? Not really anything against him personally, no. but not really. No, no. He's a he's a good he's a good squad player to have, and he, you know he's he's filled some. He can fill a gap when needed. Um, but I'd rather see Sam Walters having that sub spot. Oh, definitely benched than Alex yeah. Meller. Um, so yeah. I think we've got some better options coming up through the ranks that uh, mean that Alex probably isn't. It's probably it's a good move for him, and probably the book good move for Leeds. For both, yeah. Uh, Tim, is, is Mella going to be a loss? It doesn't like his. He's going to leave us, is he? Are we? Um, are we he's leaving. Are we bothered? I think we've got. We've been quite lucky that, like, like I think you, you mentioned Sam Walters there recently. I think he's the one um, who, who looks like to me he's going to be a, a, a very good player. I'm not entirely sure Mella's shown enough um, in the time he's been at Leeds. I, I the, when we signed him, I was quite excited. I, I seem to I remember yeah, a lot of the field. He he, made, he used to make quite a lot of breaks. He used to he used to get himself you know a couple of tries. We've not really seen it, and I don't know whether it's one of those things that we know disrespects all this field. This is going to well, it's going to sound disrespectful to this field. But can, you can disrespect you, them as much as you like. Yeah, <laughs> when you when you've secured a new a move to lead, some we've seen it before with some players that they suddenly get it. And they think, med it, that's it. Like I'm, it, yeah. I'm, I'm, wet, I'm pulling shirt on, and that's it. Mm. Um, and like he's probably another one of those signings that's come into the club at a difficult time as well. I think that's probably fair to say, but I don't really think he's done enough constantly. He can't get it seen, and and even when he has been fit, he's, he's started off the bench. You're looking at who's he's in competition with. We're all screaming and hoping that Reece signs. Um, a new contract because I think he's pivotal to what we're doing at the moment. I think he's a great fellow as well. He seems to be. Just to clarify, um, that's Reese Martin. You don't want me playing. Yeah, that, sorry. Man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it won't cut. Co- it won't cost much to sign Statman Reese. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably have to pay. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you pay for the honour. I mean, if, if you look at Mel, Mel has started four times this year. One, twice at second row, twice at centre. Uh, back when we had no. I'm being rubbish in all four games. Um, <laughs> well, mm, he's averaged in those games where he started. I'm taking out one of those games because he got knocked out in like two seconds at Catalan, didn't he? Catalan. Um, yeah. He averaged 88 meters in those games. He carried the ball about 13 times that, in that game. When he when he was second row, he got 37 tackles in one game, which is quite good. But there's no. There's nothing there that that's from the stats wise that goes, yeah, this guy should be part of the squad next year, especially from, people from, a, from a back rower or centre. You'd want more, wouldn't you? Off average of four games, you'd want yeah. you'd want a bit more in terms of your productivity, in terms of meters made. 
Certainly with the two games played at centre, you would imagine he should have done a bit better. Um, and, and yeah, he'd probably do all right, Cass, and that's, okay. <laughs> you know, he probably will be one of them players will come up against and he'll score a couple of tries against us. But I, I think there's better options both in the in the squad as it stands and probably, again, to reinvest that money that Mel is on back into a, a signing because... It, I, I just, I just think he's not, he's not really delivered what we, what we would have thought when we, when we brought him in, which mm. happen, does happen. <clears throat> I, I, don't think, does. I don't think the back row is an issue for us. No, we're no. quite well stocked there, aren't we? Yeah, both yeah. with starters and up and coming. So we've got Jack Broadbent, we've got Brad Dwyer, and Alex Miller. Sammy, these are three players all linked to be leaving Leeds. Are you? Brad Dwyer, Alex Miller, Jack Broadbent, are you, would you like us to keep any of them or are you happy to would, see them go? Like, Dwyer will be the one I can always think that always seems to make an impact. And is that out of the two, I think they're more anonymous. Brad Dwyer, I always think, leaves an impression on a pitch and is someone that you recognise that can make an impact. Um, depends if there's any better options if he does go. But I He's been he's been with us through this very tricky transition period. Um, yeah. And if we think there's better quality of player, because I think he's got the effort, he's got he's a very good person to have in the hands. There's yeah better quality for what we're looking. For. The other two, I just don't. When I've ever watched a game, if I'm honest, there's not the names. Or... So, mm. uh, I think my one. Mm. Um, boys, I'm going to have to head off very shortly. Uh, so I'm going to say thank you very, very much to just have this chat with you guys. Um, Thanks for coming on, Sammy. When are you next at Headingley? Are you going to Huddersfield away on Friday? <laughs> <laughs> no. but I, I just want to, I want to talk about the Challenge Cup. So for me, that's the one game that I go to every year from London. It's the one... So I don't... Uh, Heading that much, but I used to go to wherever London are playing against the Rhinos and the Challenge Cup final. And so for me, those were your games. Yeah, were my games. It is. It was. I'll listen to it later um, afterwards just to see what if any of you went or if any of you um, what you thought of the final. Oh, you have to listen when you're pleased. (laughs) Putting it away from Wembley was actually really good to not have that extra thirty thousand seats made it look so much better it's still a bit and made it a bigger occasion from what i saw on tv as well you know having that top tier stand just completely empty you know i always have a love like that was my last game the one where there was, it was covid it was during that covid year when they only allowed i think forty five thousand, but mm. they weren't probably going to get it and it you know if they if they put fifty two thousand in the stadium this year it would have looked awful so uh, yeah yeah I just wanted to quickly leave. Saying I'd love them to keep it at Tottenham. That'd be a great. If I could get that to ever. I think they need to. Yeah. 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 Well, Sammy, thanks a lot for joining us. You, you're welcome yeah, on any. Oh, well, thank you very much. Yeah, appreciate the invite. So yeah, have a good time, boys, and uh, yeah, I'll hope to speak to you soon. Cheers. Take care, and uh, yeah, happy birthday to your wife. Thank you very much. Thank you. Cheers. <laughs> bye bye. See you later. Take care. Bye. Um, well, yeah, we're on the Challenge Cup. We might as well stay on the Challenge Cup. Did any of you two go to it? I didn't because I'm too tight and I'll uh, only ever go to a game if it's involving Leeds. No, 
I watched it. No, no. I watched it on telly. Yeah, looked amazing. I mean, I'm incredibly green with envy at the so people I, that I did manage to, to go because that's Spurs day. ground. You've been? Oh, go on then. Give yeah, us, give I've us been, the lowdown, Statman. I've been for the NFL. Um, so I went in November last year, and the stadium is absolutely brilliant. Mm. Um, it's a, it's a really strange location. Uh, well, when I say strange, like it's not. It's it's proper London, and it's it's the you know it's the it's, it's Tottenham, it's North London. Wembley's obviously a bit nice in the surround sounds of it, um, but it's a lot more down to earth. Is there a uh, nice part of London? I'll, I'll I'll think on whilst you were. <laughs> Have a think on, but yeah, the actual stadium itself, it's it's brilliant inside. The the, the sound, the acoustics, the just the, the general feel. If you can, if you actually go near that one, the the big stand, um, that's just one tier. When you when you if, if you're near that, the noise that can come from that stand is brilliant. But just how how it, how the bar systems and the food systems and it all everything about it is just it's just a brilliant brilliant stadium, absolutely brilliant. Because it's because it's pretty much well, I'm assuming it still is the the elite, the latest, the newest elite stadium that's been built. All the spec of everything about it is is to yeah. modern standards in it. So. I mean, for the American, think, the American football teams that have come over and played there, bear in mind that the money that's in the NFL and um, the stadium, the stadium that, they yeah, have, they they've said that that Tottenham Stadium is absolutely is is, is immaculate. They're, they're properly yeah. impressed by it, but it, it is a brilliant stadium. <coughs> for, when it's when if it was full, you know, if it was full from two sides, two teams, it would have been if it, you know if it's a, if that's a, a lead state Ellens or Leeds Cassett, it, it'd have been really really loud. I mean, rocking. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Stadium. It looked it looked amazing on. <clears throat> excuse me, on telly. And it, to be honest, it does... T- well, I'll ask you both in a moment, but I think it should be the new home of the Challenge Cup. I mean, what what does it hold? 60,000 on the nose, something uh, around that? Give me a second. Um, I'd love to go. And I think... I know people say, oh, well, teams need the, the day out at Wembley and... 62,850. Tim, is that enough? I mean, this is, I think, I think it is the best stadium, definitely in Europe. I'm not sure about the stuff, because I know there's some incredible, Reese will probably know, well, definitely knows more than me about the NFL stadiums out there, but this is the best stadium in Europe, Tim. Is it something that we should be trying to utilise for our, for our big day out? Um, I, th- I think the Wembley thing is, ty- obviously, Tied in history to the Challenge Cup, isn't it? And that that's that's yeah. something that's that weighs heavily. It's, it, it, but Wembley's not like the old Wembley anyway. Um, no. I, I I was lucky enough. I've been to both versions of Wembley, and I, I don't really. So the new one's nice and plush, but for me, I haven't really replaced the old one the old in that one. sense. Mm. I thought the old one was better. Um, I I spoke to a few people. At, at work and stuff who did go to the final um, all Leeds fans that just went for the day out as people do and they said how great it was the stadium um, mm. getting to it wasn't too bad um, so for, for me if that's the verdict of people that's been to it um, the players seem to thrive on it as well it was a very good game wasn't it uh, both, yeah. both teams played pretty well um, you know I think if, if that's a judge of anything you you know they need they need to ask the players what they thought. The guys that, that played there, I know some players will, will dream of playing at Wembley, but is it ultimately just playing the Challenge Cup final that players want? And in which case, does it yeah. matter where it is? 
Um, I, I, I is it better to have it as a stadium like that where it's you know it's not as big a capacity as Wembley, but the, the noise sounded amazing just from you know fifty thousand being in there, let alone the extra ten that weren't there. Um, and, and that's just off backdrop of people that said, "Oh no, we'll go." Which I'm quite pleased for both teams that that it, it was a good game and good spectacle because mm. I know we're Rhinos fans, but we're rugby fans as well, aren't we? So yeah. Um, to, to I, Sorry. So I was going to put the just to put the numbers in perspective regarding the attendances. So that's sixty two thousand. I didn't say sixty two thousand eight hundred. The two thousand seventeen was the last final where there was more people than that. Than that. In twenty 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 one, obviously restricted. Uh, we re COVID. Um, but you go from two thousand sixteen backwards. You know, 76,000, You know, there's a lot of history in terms of the numbers, mm. in terms of filling close to the capacity at Wembley. Um, yeah. But I think the game's in a different place. Yeah. yeah. I, I, and you, you look at some others, like Rugby Union don't, don't play any of their fixtures at one of the, obviously Twickenham's there, Wembley, isn't it? And that, that's where they play their big, their big yeah. showpiece final, but yeah, we were at Old Trafford for the grand final, and, and that's worked for nigh on 20 odd years now. Um, so I, 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 there's an argument even to say, does it London with the, with the way things are now, with money being tighter for people being able to afford a weekend because it you are committing pretty much to a weekend in London, aren't you? It's very hard to get up and back there in a day. Um, so you are committed to a weekend and with money being tighter for most people now is there an argument to say it does need to come a little bit I'm not saying right up north because I'm actually quite pro-expansion I think it's important um, but is there is there another stadium that could host it where the infrastructure on the outside of it is is, is you know is a bit more easy to get to than, than somewhere in sort of a, a central London area um, I don't think there's anything uh, anywhere big enough. Yeah, the only, yeah, I suppose. You think in Birmingham's probably the, the next north place up that's got bigger stadiums, and it's not. There are only forty-five, aren't there, Max? Yeah, I just dumb. wonder about King, <laughs> King Power as well at Leicester. But I don't know all the city ground at Nottingham. But again, you probably like say they're probably not, not old enough. Yeah, yeah I, I, back to the question. I think it, by all by all that went there, uh, and all the press were really. I, I thought. Credit to the RFL actually, because when they moved it from Wembley, and which was enforced because nearly choked on my bloody drink, then it 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 coincided with the playoffs, didn't it? That's why they couldn't have it at Wembley. It it's a contractual thing, though, isn't it? I don't know what the the state of play is. I think so. Yeah, I I think I think I saw something on Twitter about I can't remember who said it or what account said it about. I think we're held to Wembley for the next three years or something. Well, we've we've signed a deal where Challenge Cup final will be there for for three years, but whether that's true or not, I I just think if it has been a Wembley, success, if it has been a success, the RFL will do the opposite. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the feedback, Tim's absolutely right. The feedback on Twitter, everybody that would that had gone to the game and that spoke about it on online, only had good things to say, and the. The vast majority of them all said, "This should be the new Wembley for us. You know, we should utilise this ground, this amazing new stadium, and perhaps it can go back to Wembley. You know, te- why mm. why not take it on tour? 
I think Tim's got a good point in that sense that, you know, we say, right, when rugby league never has a long-term plan, but they should say, right, yeah, we've signed a deal with Spurs. It's going to be at Challenge Cup Finals, going to be at Spurs ground for the next three years. And everyone knows, yeah, right, we're there for three years. So, for instance, I'll never go unless the Rhinos get there. So then at least I can think, right, Leeds have got three years to get to the cup final. It gives me a chance. I'm going to say, and then after that, I mean, I, 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 I'm a big believer in build it and they will come. To me, mm. if Leeds got to the Challenge Cup final and it were held at Ibrox, I'd go. I don't, t- Tim's exactly right. You know, you make, you make a weekend of it, don't you? You think, right, brilliant. I book a hotel, two nights in Glasgow, and I get to see a classic, what, what does Ibrox hold? 60,000? Yeah. Yeah. They're all quite big, Could, aren't they? They're all, all three in Glasgow, aren't they? Because there's Hampton yeah. Park, Ibrox, and the Celtic one, isn't there? And Celtic, you know, or another state, uh, any big stadia across the UK, uh, you know, if you build, why not? You know, and then you hold a big event in in, in Glasgow that gets over overtaken by rugby league fans. It gets all the locals interested in it, especially if, especially if you say, as I mentioned earlier, that it's a two or three year deal, a bit like magic, you know, where you say, mm-hmm. right, you know, and what we've done in Newcastle there, the locals up there. I used to work in that area. And um, when they said, oh, where are you from? I said, oh, yeah, I'm from Leeds. And oh, I'm, I'm a Leeds, I'm a Rhinos fan. There were two or three women, like middle-aged women. That said, mm. Not that I'm saying anything that, but they kind of came to me and said, oh, when, when they've had, since they've had that magic weekend here, it's been brilliant. And all the fans come over and take over the city. They've been like, you know, my sons and daughters have, have, have kind of piked a bit of interest in the game. They didn't even know anything about it prior to that. Why can't that's, we do that? That's probably elsewhere? the one... That's probably one stadium that I'd written down actually in prep for, for this chat. Mm-hmm. Would it be if, if it could fit in to the calendar alongside the football season mm-hmm. somewhere with the success of Magic, but where Magic's a little bit of a, we'll probably talk about that another time because it's always a bit of a debate whether that's run its course or whether it hasn't. But I do, I do think a major showpiece final at St. James's Park where you've got two. Whichever two teams have got there, you know, deserve their day their day out. I'd like to see it a showpiece final up there. What about Again, the grand final up there, Tim? There's something about Old Trafford. Though. But then again, yeah, why not? I mean, we 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 talked then about a few years ago. You said, "Oh, they can't move Challenge Cup from when like, like that's that's just a yeah. given. That's just where it should be." Um, maybe, maybe the grand final. Maybe move the grand final from Old Trafford. I think we definitely I mean, need to move the grand final because I hate that place. <laughs> I mean, it's it's, it's, one, it's one of them things in it. The, place with all my heart. The, I, the comfort I, of it is, is pretty it, poor, and it's actually falling apart a bit now. It's, it's falling apart. To a club, multi-billion pound entity. Yeah, full of scum stuff. So rotting stadium, there's, there's seven or eight, maybe nine, maybe even ten stadiums across the UK that we could use that are better than that dump. I think we have, we must move the you've been final triggered, You've been triggered here by Old Trafford, haven't you? Anything about memory. Yeah, sorry, yeah. <laughs> and, a, a, and an in-goal area that's a bit bigger than a postage stamp. 
Yeah. There's nothing, there's not one likeable <laughs> redeeming feature about that place. That is a hill I'll die I bet, bet Mav <laughs> don't like it either. I bet he don't, I bet he don't oh, like it. Oh, he don't like it. Either. He still wakes up in cold sweats. <laughs> I am Tim, sorry, I kind of got on, went on a rant. No, no, I just, it's, a, it's an interesting one. I think Newcastle to put a showpiece final up there, whether it's the Challenge Cup or whether it's the, the, the Grand Final, will be a, 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 an interesting one to try, um, rather than a, where you've got all, six, all, all 12 teams going up over the weekend with various pockets of fans and sometimes it looks mm. a bit empty. Or even get a test match up there or or something like that. Yeah. So I do think that that part of the country started to buy into it. Not only that, yeah, the northeast sort of allows you to tap into the the Cumbrian. Is it, is it that 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 obviously massive rugby league area, and it allows them to tap in and feel a bit closer to it, doesn't it as well? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Newcastle's the one that jumps out. If we were going to talk about moving either of the, the finals again, um, would be the one that you'd say if it can all align with the football calendar and availability of it and stuff uh, that that might be one to try in terms of a, a major showpiece final because the atmosphere there seems great I, I've not been to Man- to Magic there I've done Etihad but I've not been to the one up there um, you guys might have done in which case you'll know what the atmosphere is like better than me How do you see it Reese? Um, I, I I quite like you know we've, we've played the game the challenge got fight I'm I quite like history and you know tradition. We've been playing at Wembley for since the nineteen thirties. Nineteen twenty eight was the first final I can find. Nineteen twenty eight, nineteen twenty nine season was the first Wembley final. Um, I think it should stick in London. Personally, I think Tottenham's better than Wembley for where the game is at the moment. Um, but yeah. there's no reason why I can't change it between Tottenham and Wembley, depending on you know if the game grows back up to so those figures where we we could see. You know, we could fill 80,000, 90,000, and let's move it back to Wembley. But for me, I think keep it at Tottenham for now. And should we move the grand final from that dump race? Well, I see I've got good memories of Old Trafford because every time we've been there, we've won. Yeah. So other than this, the actual stadium itself, um, you know, we've, I've got good memories of the game in there. But yeah, I'd... again, come on, race. You Again, it's the history, it's the tradition of it. You know, it's, it's going to the grand final, you know, looking at all the old videos of. Of that team walking out the tunnel at the corner, and you know, I think the history of it, I, I think I'd quite like it to stay there. Oh, God. Sorry, oh, no history Sorry. tradition. You just kicked me straight square in the bollocks yeah. there. I thought, I thought you would have backed me up. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Talking of grand finals and Super League as a whole, Reese, ready for our Super League roundup? Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, yes, I am. So Fixtures, uh, so obviously Huddersfield beat Catalan away, which is quite... They did, what a result that was. 22-14, and I'm quite pleased Huddersfield won that. I think they should have won mm. uh, against Wigan. Um, if Me too. For Lollahio's kicking um, off the tee, uh, so that's a good win for Huddersfield. Uh, Wigan beat Cass today, 32-12. Channel 4, yeah. yeah, yeah Channel 4, did you see that. the Cass Vegas uh, like video they did? Uh, like oh, with Mick Moran? Yeah, yeah. That was mm. that was really really good. Channel Four just get things so much better than Sky Sports, don't they? Just, you get yeah. it. Second half, uh, third round, won it by Wigan. That was yes. a good game for them. Won yeah. it? They were they were behind, weren't they? Half time. Yeah, yeah, It's because Channel Four are putting in effort. Sky don't have yeah. any effort at all with rugby league. It's like, it's like, oh, someone just do something with rugby league, please. 
Um, and then the other, the other result from the weekend, just literally finished about half an hour ago, was that St. Helens beat Toulouse 28-14. So table-wise, there's a couple of games to obviously finish uh, or to be played, uh, but we're currently eighth. <gasps> One point behind uh, Cass. One point behind Cass. Who are in the playoffs at the moment. I mean, it's... Was that Huddersfield Catalan game on Sky? I don't think it was, was it? No, it wasn't on anything. No, we were. Really. So why, why have we had? I might be wrong here. Saints and Toulouse wasn't on Sky, was it? Uh, I'm just going to look now. I don't think it. I, I know, think. No, I think over the bank holiday weekend, with just regarding Sky, I think we've just had Leeds and Warrington on Sky. We've missed the trick, haven't we? This is the weekend where football season's finished. That you've they've, literally, they've, 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 put, literally. Put, they've put games every day. There were thir- uh, there were the games Thursday. There were two on Friday. There were a couple today. Saturday. My days are all up with my holiday. You know, it gets, gets like that. It's like Christmas. What day is it? But tomorrow there's two games, and they look quite attractive. A couple is it yeah. all wakey? Hmm. Um, and Salford Hull KR. Uh, hang on, let's have a look. Yes, Hull Hull Wakey at Wakey and uh, Hull KR Salford at but, Hull KR. But chance there, isn't there, to have, a, have not even second Sky game this weekend? If they'd have said to the Channel Four, right, you take Saturday, we'll have a Friday yeah. game. We'll have Leeds. We'll have Leeds with Wire on Friday, and on and on on Sunday we'll take pick one or two. Just yeah. that. Just the the. The opportunity there, where there's a free weekend, pretty much. To yeah, I know England are playing and football like that, but there's a there's a chance there to to really like you do, like East is great in it if you're an Uber fan because there's always there's the Monday Thursday game, there's a Good Friday game, then there's usually a Bank Holiday Monday game on after. So that they, they get it right over that period, but it, it just seemed this weekend like they dropped one, really dropped a clangus. Yeah, it's just unbelievable. They could have had. So Sky have knocked the Sky have knocked on there, and Sky have had a, had a knock on there, haven't they? Massively. It, it's not Inside surprising though, is it? Yeah, said they're on in front of their own posts. Every time we get, every time rugby league seems to have an opportunity in the, you know, a gap in the market, whether it's Sky Super League, the RFL, the clubs, they never. It's very rare that they seem to jump on it and. Grab it with both hands. There's in terms of sport today. All right, England have just played football, but there's a bit of the England cricket are on. It, there's not much there. So Channel Four today got it absolutely bang on, showing that game. But Sky have middle just afternoon and all on it. Three o'clock, three o'clock kickoff at Cass as well. Middle afternoon, half two, something like that. Yeah, yeah in, in build up because they had the England game as well. So people yeah. would have been. Jumping on channel flicking, thinking, "Oh, England are playing in an what hour." Time, what time is England on? Are, are they on yet? Sort of no, they've yeah. lost. There's <laughs> no, about like, you know, click that. Oh, what's this? Oh, super. Oh, sorry, right. I thought you were asking what time they're on. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we could have picked up a couple there, but I mean, I, I just do not understand why Sky just do this. I don't. They're clearly just not bothered about the sport. No, it's it's got. I think the the. The guests they've had on this year have been a little bit better. I like Wilkin. I like Kev Brown. 
I like one of a couple of the price has been quite good when it's been on Sky. So I think Carney's quite good. Um, and I go a little against the popular opinion. I don't mind John Wells's analyst analytics. I think it's quite good. Um, the stuff he does on the touchscreen at the end and shows you stuff. That are, I mean, I'm a I'm a I'm a coach. I'm just I've not I've, I've recently started coaching, so for me that that bit's quite interesting anyway. Um, I'd love to see more of that. I don't know if you've been yeah. on. If anyone's interested in like, you know, coaches or players or ex-players breaking down the game, the NRL YouTube channel and like Matty Johns yeah. and things, you know, they get Cooper Cronk on and all these coaches and some of the stuff, you know, yeah. how they break it down and what they see in the game. I'd love to see more of that in yeah. Super League. You know, because NRL cover everything so perfectly but, and they do. But again, there's a massive gap in the market for that. You know, but like Sky a... have that same, have that same, same graphics. You know, I know it's a small, <laughs> it's a small thing in it. It's a small point, but it's about the overall package in it. You talked a bit yeah. about um, yeah, I'm... Channel Four getting it right from a presentation point of view, and yeah. they, they've had some really good commentators and co-coms. That Kyle Moore has been pretty good this year, hasn't he? When he's been on, and one of one or two others. But we, we, it just looks tired with Sky. It's like a. We've run out of money. We've spent it all on golf or cricket or football. We we haven't got any money left. That that work experience, lad. Can he do graphics for rugby? Yeah, um, they just can't be. Thing last night. Just... Last night, watching that game on Sky, obviously, there was a period in the game where Leeds got a penalty, and it comes up on the little ticker, you know, at the side of the score. Yeah, yeah. And it usually says the tackle count, or whatever, and it comes up yeah. Leeds, and it stayed Leeds penalty for about a minute. So you didn't know what tackle it was. Or, and it's like, you just wouldn't see that in cricket or football. There's no way. You'd, it's just more professional. And you're absolutely right. It's just those little things that they just can't be asked with. There's been times when I've watched games on Sky and they don't even put scoreboard on it after half time. Yeah. Someone turning it on. It could be, it could be 6 all, or it could be 60-0. So, see, to me, if, I, if I'm late to a game, same in NRL, and I, even football, and I turn it on, and it's 60-0 or 50-0, I think, I'm no point me watching this because it's done, it's finished, and I'll just turn it over. Whereas if it's 6-all, I'll think, oh, I'll watch this because I've got a game. You know what I mean? It's them little things. I just don't think they can be asked, Tim. Genuinely just it, think. It does feel a bit like that at times. Um you know, they've done a, they've done a lot for the game, haven't they? With the, the money that's put into it, they have, they have, and, and it'd be interesting to see um, where the next TV deal goes. Uh, there's a lot of few more options out there now than there were there were when Sky last redid that deal. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but it just feels like we're we're way down on list of priorities. And I tell you, we haven't had to rant about much today, have we? Because we we had a good win yesterday. No, it's been quite refreshing. If there's one, if, <laughs> if, there's one, if if I can just for one, one second have a bit of a rant about this, oh, go is off where it. is where you funny a rant is, is, is where oh, you got a, you got a rant and it's good for the soul. Oh, sure. But where where they have where we're in the middle of the Super League game and and they're at, oh great they're advertising next games that are coming up but they don't they advertise Everton v Norwich or you know <laughs> you know UK Open golf or. or Oh, we don't need. We don't need. To, don't worry, lads. We don't need to know what next Super League games on. Um, you know, just you just you just advertise. You just advertise whenever they play Norwich or 
Stoker playing Bournemouth or whatever. Sometimes um, films on series, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> don't forget the next episode of Game Brian, of Thrones. Brian, now Brian Carney has, has to spend more time going. And don't forget later on there's a, you know, UFC 200 <laughs> thing rather than talking minutes. about the game. We, yeah, rather than talking about the game we've just seen. Um, <laughs> anyway, that's, that's yeah. Just, just a little, just small things, but they add up. The, the, like Channel Four, and it, like, like I think it was he said, it's been really refreshing because it, they've, they've approached it with a blank sheet. Right, let's get Adam Mills in, let's get Helen Skelton in, let's get these, you know, these these ex players on as well, and good commentary teams and stuff like that. And they've really thought about it. I think um, Adam Mills want the person you'd immediately thought when. Channel 4 got announced as having the, the coverage that you thought, yeah, he'll, he'll be a shoo for it, but he, he does it quite well. He knows he's rugby league, but it's quite funny as well. Um, I, I don't know. It just feels a bit tired with Sky, doesn't it? it, just, it they, just, they either need to invest in it, need to give it a shove, or they need to get rid of it and let somebody else pick it up. Um, I just can't wait for the next game on Channel 4 and Richie Merlin's <laughs> match and Adam Hill. We're now cut, now, we're now cut pitch side <laughs> to it. Alan, who's with our oh, man, and it's just it's just a cameraman dropping camera because Helen Skelton's got both of her hands around Richie Myler's neck. I'll kill you, you <laughs> bastard! I'll kill you. <laughs> That's going to be really. I mean, honestly, genuinely, can't wait to see. That shouldn't turn oh, up. Channel thingy. Um, speaking of number sevens, bit of a transition there. We did release another kit, um, Rob Biro. Magic Weekend shirt. Am I right in saying you've already bought it, Reese? Oh, I bought it in about a minute. So, what's the review? Have you got it? What does it look like? Yeah, Does it look I, better I, in I, person? If, if we actually did this on YouTube, I could you, you could just look at me now because I'm actually wearing it. But it is really? it's it's a great it's an absolutely great shirt. It's I, I I'm a sucker for a yellow kit. Uh, I don't think we have them enough uh, personally, but I, I think it's brilliant. Um, I, I think it's the best shirt of the season. Easy. Yeah. Well, I ran a poll. Because it's 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 the fourth shirt, home away, mm. magic, and that pink one. So I ran a poll. I love a poll, and just, and that that Burrow shirt did win yeah. quite comfortably. I think the message, I think the fact it's designed by Rob's kids. Um, I mean, the, this the, has the to video, be something that the video they did was really good as well. Um, yeah, they're showing the daughters um, doing obviously doing it and making it and stuff. And you know, it does say in the back, uh, "There's only one Daddy Rob." Uh, you know, it is. It does. It means a lot to us as a, as Leeds fans, doesn't it? But you know, it, I think just something as simple as that buying that shirt it means you can do a little bit more each time a shirt comes out for for for, for Borough and MND. But I think generally, I think it's just a brilliant shirt. Um, it does. The design's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. Look, I mean, just moving forward, Tim. I think this is something like working with Rob, working with uh, MND, and and raising funds for that. I think this is something the club have to continue. Do you agree with that? Just Every year, yeah, I, I think so. a Rob Burrow shirt or you know something in, an MDM. In some way, shape or form, it's either that or they, they, they somehow need to blend something to do with Rob into one of the. I know they, they do it most seasons now. But there's, there's a little tribute to Rob somewhere to on the shirt now. Yeah. It's either bands or you know buried in the the the, the design somewhere. The, I think they've got to. I, I think it, and it, I think this has got a great reception, not just by Leeds fans, but. Uh, no, in some of the comments on the Leeds Rhinos page from mm. from other clubs saying, you know, wouldn't normally buy it, but I will because it's 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 for Rob, and 
I think that's that's the that's the reach of it. I haven't personally bought it, but we did buy my daughter it. Um, yeah. The other day, I bought her it for for a bit of a treat, and I, I you know, she she loved it, and it is it is nice. It's it, anything like that, Rob. Obviously, naturally, has got a massive affiliation with Leeds fans, and it's right if we can do anything that you know, even if it's you know a contribution going going towards. I know there were a few people that said should Leeds have thought about giving more of the more of the cut of the shirt, if you like, to to, to MND, but. Uh, I think it's just just a nice story, but like you said, Reese, the video were great. Um, yeah, we're showing that you know his kids be involved in making it and the, the little touches on it and the you know in a world of adversity, dare to dream on the back of it and stuff like that. I just think it's a it's a really nice touch. And yeah, if if, if there's a stuff like that, I'll always get supported. Or if it's for Rob and, and MND, I think it's it's always a thing that's going to be close to us now as a club, no matter what. Um, so yeah, great, great, great idea from the club. I think. I think year on year, this this would be my idea. This would be, I think every year I'd release a Rob Burrow MND shirt, but I wouldn't make it a Leeds Rhino shirt because I mm. think it being a Leeds Rhino shirt and the donations that, that whatever cut that may be going to the uh, association and to help this disgraceful disease I think you're kind of closing the market a little whereas if you make it a Rob Burrow MND shirt and it's all designed and year on year you then open it to other fans to other people because it doesn't have the Rhinos badge on it perhaps they could design a, a Burrow 7 or something maybe well, there is one they did do the, for the original one didn't they um, that's right yeah which, that's... I, which I've also got um... if, they, if, they, if they carried on with that then it would open it to you know, other fans who, Wigan fans, Casper and Matt think, right, that's a nice rugby league shirt. It's for Rob Burrow. And then year on year, people could collect them. I know people like Laurie love collecting shirts and other folk, but I th- I'd do that year on year. And the Rhinos could still play in it to represent Rob at, 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 in a home game or a Magic game, or it could be our alternative shirt. But I would, I wouldn't, I think it'd be best, or a good idea, sorry, to not, close off the rest of rugby league and Maybe, to try and make more money for MND. Carry on, with it's not a bad idea actually, just with Oxen being also the kit supplier and sponsor for England England rugby league team. Perhaps yeah. there's something there that they could do. Uh, mm-hmm. perhaps perhaps the RFL and, and England rugby league could get their heads together with league with Leeds and think an M and D charity and just think, what can we put on Rob's played for Britain and England, don't they? Rob's Rob represented the country at, at that level. What can we put on the shirt somewhere? Doesn't have to be, you know. However, however, what it might appear fairly insignificant or whatever. What some sort of mark to Rob on the national shirt would then uh, get round that thing of like say the Wigan Cast fans, Saints fans buying a shirt that that has leads on it, which you're probably not going to do because um, mm. we're all quite tribal, aren't we? It's like if yeah, yeah. If, if 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 suddenly if a, if an ex Saints player had difficulties, or you know, we didn't all go out and buy Hull or, or Saints shirts, mm. did we? With uh, with 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 some ex ex players that have had have had illnesses, so mm. maybe maybe England could do something, especially with it being option as well. Yeah, uh, perhaps that's a possibility. Well, if it was if it was a a neutral shirt, then. Any side could wear it, couldn't they, to show the support? Yeah, they could yeah. say, right, we're on this day, 
you know, our home game against Wakefield or Wigan or whatever, we're, we're going to represent, we're going to wear the new, the latest. Uh, it might, doesn't have to be a Rob Burrow shirt. It could be inspired. It could be the latest yeah. MND shirt, you know, just to continually let Rob and his family and everyone know that's got this awful disease that we are supporting them and we are, you know, raising funds for them. I think it's a good idea. Not up to me. <laughs> anything else, Reese? before we jump and open this mailbag? Have you got anything else for us? Uh, nothing. Nothing else for me, no. Nothing, right. The mailbag is now open. This is how we finish our match review panels, our podcast. We ask, we ask, we ask you guys to get in touch with us via Twitter at Lot17A to send us your questions, your thoughts, and I'll read them out to the panel now. The first question's from Mark. He's one of our regulars. Couple of questions for the match review panel, guys. Um, George Williams for England, yes or no, Reese? <laughs> I think we've we discussed it earlier. Uh, What's that, Reese? Yes. <laughs> uh, based on last night, bloody nowhere near, please. Tim, yes or no, Williams for England? Uh, in the squad, but not in the 17 for me, based on last night. No, I don't think he's got a chance, Mark, not on, on current form. Um, no. No, no chance, but it is Sean Wayne, so he's probably going to start. Let's uh, let's be honest. Um, second question from Mark is, Daryl Powell, too much money to spend, and has he wasted it? Reese. I think he's, I think it's that comment that I read out earlier. He didn't realise how much of a big of a rebuild it was. Yeah, it's, um, it's too big of a job. And mm. either, if something's obviously not right in the dressing room, so it's either the players have not reacted well to him or he's not, or something's not right, but I think it's a multitude of things. So yeah, I think it's not just, it's not just Dal Powell though, is it? It's, it's Warrington since 2005, 2006, the money they spent and the players they brought in, you'd expect them to have more titles to their name and, and medals. Yeah. Um, so it's not just the Daryl Powell area. It's the, it's the last 10, 15 years. It's the whole club, Mark. <laughs> it's the whole club. Tim, Powell too much money and you think uh, he's weird? I think it's probably cultural as well, as much as anything. I think I think the yeah. a, a chain of, of, of very good coaches have tried at Warrington um to get that elusive grand grand final win that they've craved. Um I know they've made a couple of finals, but they've not won one of them off the and that's if you look through the squads of Warrington teams over the last twenty years in Super League. From player to player, roster to roster, there's there's every year looks the strongest. Yeah, that really uh, in, terms up, na- in terms of names on a sheet, I think it's what you don't look at sometimes is the players that like you say it's been through and Wigan from the youth academy and hopefully ourselves. But you know, yeah. one to twenty three, if you look through like Warrington squads over the last twenty years, you've gone wow, there's some talent in there. But yeah, mm-hmm. when it comes down to it. They start off well and then they tail off, or they don't start well. They, they peak a bit and then they drop off when it comes to a big pressure game. Just seems something there cultural, and I'm not sure. It, it's probably a little bit early to judge whether Powell has spent the money, whether he hasn't spent the money. I think this yeah. this this coming year, if he's given the chance, will be an interesting one. That squad's all of a sudden got very a, a little bit old. You've got Cooper mm-hmm. that's wrong 30. I know we said 30, I'm, I'm 40, so I'm saying about wrong side of 30, but in terms of young, a young squad, if you look at Saints and Wigan, um, 
obviously they let Chris Hill go, but Chris Hill's doing great for Huddersfield, which I'm a bit surprised about, if I'm honest. I thought that was the right call when they let Hill go at the end of last season. But yeah. um, one or two others that are around that age, Widdop and one or two others. I think it, it needs a... Yeah, Ratchford, sorry, yeah. I think it, it, it probably needs a full... I mean, he had a pre-season, didn't he? We can't really give him that excuse. But players mm-hmm. under contract that he couldn't control because they were already still under contract when he came to the club. Um, I think he's brought that uh, Metauti has probably been one of their better players and he did bring him with him. Um, Ollie Holmes, again, does what Ollie Holmes does. Um, Not never a lot. lets anyone down. Well, <laughs> he's, just a, he's just a workhorse, isn't he? It'd be like you... It'd be like your Carl Ablett, wouldn't it, if you're a cast on a wire fan? He'd be what? one of those sorts that, um, <laughs> you know, don't let, any, don't let anyone down. He's, he's seven out of ten, man, uh, that you need. But, um, no, I think he, he needs to probably have, have another, get a few of these off-contract ones that are, are coming to, to, to that area and, and maybe have another go, but it's mm-hmm. whether he gets given a chance. And the next question from Mark is, Tom Allroyd got a 10-game ban. Do you think it was deserved or was it just another example of Cullen, Pocklin, holding grudges because the Rhinos have a history of success and he failed at Warrington? Reese, I can hear you chuckling. Just giggling because, like, I mean, obviously he deserves something because he didn't miss, did he? Um, no. He didn't miss anyone. <laughs> anyone that walked towards re- and got I one really, on chin. I, I really want to know what was said to, for him to. I know we'll have to wait for the book or something. Like, like I, it doesn't doesn't look like a, there's a slap or anything, does it? It just looks like something yeah. said, and he just absolutely lamps him. And, you know, I'm not I'm not condoning it. I'm not saying it should happen, but um, <laughs> God, I just yeah, I just it found it funny. Everyone yeah, walking up to him was like, right, you're next. You um, are you coming? Yeah, man. Yeah, right. Cool. Coming up to him, calm down. He just went bang. Yeah. Good job, left it walk in front of him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's ten games excessive. Uh, I think. I think it is probably excessive. It, what he's done is deserved a considerable ban. I think, but we're not. You're not talking. I don't. I don't think ten games. I think somewhere in between the five and ten mark would have been probably fairer. Um, I think. Uh, yeah, go on, sorry. No, I think, obviously, the, yeah, he definitely deserved the ban, but I, I feel like 10 too much, but I'm probably also saying that selfishly because we, you know, we just got him back. He was just getting game time. We had that extra prop to push and yeah. we've now lost him. And now he's gone. I think it would have been fair to ban him again per punch. So what's that? Four? <laughs> five? They've done that, haven't Because <laughs> 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 I think, I think, Listen, he is literally trying to take anyone's head off that came anywhere near him, and that's wrong. And he did definitely deserve a ban. This is, to me, this is extremely excessive because although he was punching people, and I've just said that that's wrong, you match this with Will Price, who got 10 games, whose tackle could have killed or severely injured someone for the rest of their life when he suplexed someone straight onto their head and neck area. I think when you wear them two up in that they've both got the exact amount of games, I think that's wrong. I think they've got this wrong. And I think I think five, I'd have been like, that's fair. Six, maybe. Anything beyond that, I'd say it's too much. It's just... 
too much, in my opinion. Tim, how do you see this one? Do you think 10 games were enough? Yeah, too ten, much? Ten, 10 seems excessive to me. I think it's probably the amusing example of punching as a way they want to get some of the yeah. sort of old school fuggery out of the game a little bit. Um, they don't want they don't want the game to be associated with what it was 10, 15, 20 plus years ago. Um, it, it ain't 10 games, is it? Um, it like no, it's not. Five, 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 six at the absolute most. Um, he'd already served one of them, didn't he? Because he played, I think he'd already, he'd already oh no, because the bands will have been put in this week, haven't it? So he had a chance to work any of them down yet. I think. Well, if we can put him in, do, do the women play? Put him in the women, <laughs> the netball side, the reserve. <laughs> cricket. Playing, yeah, yeah, the Yorkshire couple side. Of, couple of T20 games. They were playing in no time. I don't <laughs> think he'll be back, depending on the reserve games. I reckon he won't be back until Warrington at home. Oh, wow. On the 19th of August. August. Christ. Back when we're starting playing home games again, by the way. Just to... Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. We do have home games. Can I answer it, Tim? Yeah, just... Wasn't it, was it McAloran earlier on in the season? He either headbutted somebody or he punched somebody. Probably did both. In, you know, he's a proper... Probably combo. both. But I don't <laughs> think he got... 10 games. I can't remember who, mm. which game it was. It was one of the early ones in the season. It were on, I'm sure it was on the telly. Mm. Um, I'm pretty sure he either punched or headbutted somebody and he got about four games for it. Five, five maybe. And I, I think I think 10's just ridiculous. I, I don't quite know whether it's whether it's a number of multiplying the band per number of blokes he actually swung for. Mm. I don't know. Um, so he's got, he's, he's collected like four because he's punched Three or four different people, but like yeah. like Reece said, some uh, it, he's, he's he's a fiery lad, isn't he? All right, I think we've seen that at times, but something must have been said to spark that. Because I'm fascinated by that, mm. and I, I'd love to know what he what he what 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 was said. Um, it's the fact that it, you see, it's the fact that it, the person that winds him up and says something to him must be that initial first guy. Yeah, because you don't miss but then that, it, does it? No, but so then the, so whatever he guy, wasn't it? Is yeah, that what it was? Whatever, yeah. whatever Doric said to him must have been so severe because he's completely lost it, and anyone that comes near him gets it as well. What could he have said that was that made him enraged? Someone must so... have been bubbling. Either someone's been bubbling all the way through the game, and he's finally just said something that's gone over. To, I don't know, but anyway, yeah. They must have all been getting ridiculous. Yeah, 10's ridiculous, Mark. It is absolutely ridiculous. The next question's from Leon. There's more of a statement. Oh, it's a question here. We can see Smith is already improving us in attack after last night. So do we need a specialist attack coach? Yes. I think we definitely need an attack coach. Um, and I think that should be Danny Maguire. Reese, do you think we need a, an attack where's coach? The, where's the bell? Where's the bell? Get the bell. Uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm just trying Through to clink the, a pint uh... glass right now or something. Um, First time this podcast. I know. Man. I know. We nearly did it. God. Thanks, Leon. Um, <laughs> I think I'd have mentioned him. I, I I'm really sorry. About Rowan and his coaching staff, haven't we? So I think he's got obviously the season to decide what he wants and what he likes. Yeah, who he wants. Um, mm. Obviously, I don't think our opinion is quite clear on this podcast on the attack coach and and what it's been like. Um, could you argue? <laughs> do we do we even need one? You know, if he's going to take that lead from that front, do you really need one if he trusts the defence uh, mm-hmm. on the other side of things? Um, mm-hmm. So, um, 
I, if, I think it's too early to tell for me in terms of what, that, how that structure should look like, in my opinion, because we've had one game where we scored 40 and eight tries. So if that continues, like, and we stick, we, you know, we start scoring more points in a week in week out basis, let's just keep the, you know, still get rid of Longy, but let's just keep Rowan as the uh, attack coach and head coach, and then we'll get we'll get an assistant to support him on the defense side. We definitely need to get rid of Sean Long now because of the cornrows in his hair. <laughs> enough, enough, Sean. You really are taking the piss now. You need to get back to centre hands. Tim, uh, do you, how do you see it? Do you think um, we do need a specialist attack coach, or do you think we should just I think there'll be ch- I think there'll see there'll be changes to the? Yeah, I, I think there'll be changes in the off season to his coaching mm. staff. I think I he's so. probably giving it just. The rest of it, they're all, they're under contract as well, aren't they? There'll be contract situations there as well. Why? Yeah. They want, they want the money there just to suddenly go see a longy, whoever else, you know. I th- I'd like to just think keep, you keep this semblance of the coaching staff that's there now. I think Chev does a pretty good job. Obviously, he does a, a, a good job with the reserve side as well. I think Jamie Jones yeah, invaluable there for for some, for, for some of the stuff Without and for the experience he's already had. Um, I think they just need they just need to get I noticed yesterday first time on touchline I noticed we had the uh, Griggs there as well, didn't we, Scotty Griggs? Yeah, spoke to he Sky. Was, yeah. He was on touchline once he spoke to Sky, didn't mm-hmm. he? I know he's doing it he's doing it a little bit alternate with, with his Halifax job. Um Scott Scott Griggs might be they're looking at something long term in that in that he would he would have back one, he would have he were an attacking yeah. player. So I I, I don't I, I think we can get to the end of the season, uh just see how things are. What mm. are we going to finally recruit a director of rugby anyway? Um, what's what's the going to, what's the situation going to be like there? Is, is Uncle Tony going to come back? Um, I, I don't know is the answer to that, but I, I think mm. I think end of the season you'll see some moves in the in the playing squad and also the coaching staff. And if Rowan needs any help, um, I've only been coaching six months, but if he needs any help, um, <laughs> you'll I, do it for free. You know, I'll <laughs> do it for I'll do it for I'll do it for a. A pint of Diet Coke at end of game. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> uh, Craig says, the Sky commentary team were just focusing on Warrington all night and not Leeds. It drives me nuts. We kind of touched on this vaguely earlier. I think I think that was, in the build-up, that was the narrative, wasn't it? Like, Warrington mm. and Warrington and George Williams, like Tim said, you know, they're obsessed with him and Daryl Powell. And in a way, in the build-up, I'm, I'm not bothered. I'm not bothered what what they say in the build-up to a game because I get that when there's a home side and there's a narrative, that doesn't bother me. The commentary does bother me a little, but I, I agree with that. They were focusing on, like it seemed, every time Leeds scored, rather than saying, oh, that was a good move, or they'd kind of go, oh, how bad were Warrington there? Which is fine, but they did tend to go a bit heavy on... What did you not think, Reese? Were you thinking a bit? What about us? Yeah, it, and, and yeah, yeah. Just say, well, you know, give a bit. I know Warrington weren't great, but give a bit of credit. Yeah, when it's due, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I know we've not been the best side this season, and even more so, they should have had more focus on us on the aspect that we haven't. had. And our improvement. So yeah, I thought and that. I just, thought that was a good angle. Scored, yeah, and we've just got two. We've just got eight tries. Mm-hmm. With a new coach, you know, surely that's probably a story. But anyway, uh, yeah, they were too focused on Warrington. Uh, which, but I think we always kind of feel like, anyway, as a fan, you always feel like your your team never gets the enough focus. Yeah. Because um, uh, yeah, I couldn't really care what they have to say about Warrington to us. Yeah, Tim. Uh, yeah, I think 
they probably did focus on wanting to do it too much. I'll tell you what I think they would have done had we lost that, they would have been quite willing and able to write our season off. Um, oh, yeah. They said, well, they said before the game, they said basically no one dare lose this game. Mm. Um, I think they were almost a little bit disappointed, seemingly, that we didn't win. We, sorry, that we did win. Because no, we did win. they'd already perhaps got the pre- the, the post-show narrative set up there that this were another season that Leeds were going to write off. And uh, yeah. I don't think any of us are studying that Saturday now thinking we're going to get to grand final. Waiting till delusion. We always win it from fifth. Um, but Let's no, I, beat Huddersfield on next review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next, next time, next time I'm back on, whenever that might be. Um, if I'm back, yeah, on. we'll see where. Um, we'll You're see where we're at, and we'll, we'll we'll have another. We'll have another. We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll maybe I'll maybe re reevaluate the prediction, but no, I think they were. I think they, they focused a lot on why they were mm. Warrington. Um, yeah, I think I think that's probably, and they built up the, the off the back of the good Saints performance. Perhaps there were a bit of that as well. Perhaps they mm. thought they. Like, perhaps they thought they turned the corner and they were they were, mm. they were they were hoping to come see a, a wire performance that would have put us to the sword and it and it went the other way. Um I don't I don't think there's a particular hatred towards Leeds on Sky. I know people do run with that, don't they? They think, oh well, you know, Phil Clark hates us and he's a Wigan fella, isn't he? He's, he's not gonna have a lot to say about Leeds and I just I, yeah, we we probably were a bit disappointed in some of that. Um but we Let's be honest. It doesn't really matter, does it? We've, we've won. Um, yeah. I, I, sometimes it's better. Sometimes it's better just to be kept kept written off. Don't talk about us. Just let us get a job. Let us keep building under Rowan. Um, mm. Let's keep ticking these next few because there was obviously they showed the the next six games coming up before the game last night, um, and you did look at it thinking blindly. Um, if we don't pick all up tonight, then you look at the next sort of three or four games and it's more difficult. But having now won another game, and that's two in a row, we bounce into Huddersfield on Friday. And, and and a good performance there. Result, if Huddersfield if play well, that's going to be a really tough game. Um, you could flip a coin. If Huddersfield play well, they're, they're probably strong favourites to perhaps beat us. But mm. then again, what you're looking for is another good performance, aren't you? You're looking for... Yes, we might not win every game until now in the season. We certainly won't do, but it's it's about how good the the, the benchmark performance is. And if these two games an indicator of how of how far we are now, of, is that where we've moved to? Well, we can. Let's be honest. Before we were scrambling around for for taking any sort of positive out of the game. We're not conceding in the second half, or you know. We actually made. We actually avoided any penalties in second half. Or we would, you know, we celebrated when we when we played Saints, and then they tweeted out about all the fact that we'd, you know, we we um, <laughs> we, we lost twenty nil or something, but it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, you know, we we, we seem to have moved a little bit, and it's it's nice to, it's nice to feel a bit of positivity coming back into to the club. I think as well. Um, uh, let's see, let's see Friday how far we've come because um, that's going to be a massive test. Yeah. Next question, or yeah, from Emma, and they ask, Lottie, did you see Sean Long's new cornrows? How awful were they? Yeah, I just mentioned that. Absolutely disgusting. I'm, I, I just think, yeah, just, just Sean, do us all a favour and just shave your head. Lee asks. Um, 
couple of our favourites here. Lee wants to know. Hi, guys. Can you please ask the panel, what is your favourite away ground, Tim? Oh. I can't Reese, like Cass. Tim? Cass, any reasons? Just the... They, they, those grounds sort of have a, a really good atmosphere, don't they? they? They're tight to the pitch. You've yeah. got a good, you've got a good away end. Once it rains, um, you know. I think, I think, I think, yeah. I, I think Cast Wigan's okay. I don't mind. I don't mind Wigan, um, but it's it's not their stadium, is it? Um, it, it it's it's a football built stadium where with team players. So I think for me, I, I do prefer the older fashioned ones. But, and and all KR actually, Freedom Park's quite good. I quite like that. It's like quite a tight ground, but they've got quite a lot of atmosphere going on there. They're trying to do good things there, aren't they? And fair play to them for that. So, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say I'd say one of those two. Reese, I've only been to two. I've been to oh. Warrington and I've been to Cass. Um, I kind of like Cass's because it, it's it. You know what that TV series or that movie or that place you go on holiday or that pub where it's just that rubbish. It's that good. You mean the hills of eyes? Yeah, but it's, you know, it's just yeah, just when something yeah, when somebody's that rubbish, it's good. That's what the jungle is, and it's like you said, yeah. most of the pitch has got a good atmosphere and everything and the, else. Um, and the fact that you can like because it's such a dump, the whole of Castleford, <laughs> it's you can get a pint so cheap, can't you? Yeah, you know I mean? like you, you get off the train, you go into a pub, and it's like you've gone back to nineteen twenties and bloke behind bar, you know, you, you get a pint and they says that's eighty p, and you're like. <laughs> yeah, that pint costs 80p, and you go, wow, it really is 1981 in here, isn't it? <laughs> so that makes you feel better because when you get home, you've had a skinful, you've had a kebab, you've watched the game, you've got the train home, you you've taxi come back home with from a fiver from a tenner. Yeah, and you come back with a fiver from a tenner. Um, That's always a pity. The correct, the, correct, the correct answer to this question is there isn't a decent away ground, and the best ground is Headingley. Obviously. In the world, there you go. the whole world rugby league. Yeah, my favourite away ground. I love um, the Shea Halifax. I love that. Yeah, good uh, shout, absolutely. Absolutely yeah. love. Especially we went there in. I've, I've said this before on the pod, but you, you've asked, so I'll say it again. Twenty sixteen qualifiers. Just mm. love. I love Halifax as a. As yeah, a yeah. Love how it looks. Just yeah. Um, the next question from Lee is, what is your favourite opposition kit? I really like Penrith's kit. We've both seen that. Just not moved, the current. You just moved straight away from Super League, not praising anyone. Yeah, just yeah. The, uh, the design and the colours of the, the the Penrith kit. I've always thought they're they're quite attractive. Have any any? I'll tell you what else. What you what? I think it would it was definitely the seventies. It's a seventies Adidas witness kit, and it's like long sleeved white with just the three stripes down both sides of the arms and then the old Adidas trefoil logo. It's an old witness kit. That's that's really nice. But I think it's those old retro kits with the lack of sponsors that become most appealing. You guys like any op- other opposition kits? Uh, I'm a, I, I do quite like... I've got a soft spot for Sydney Roosters. So they're not opposition, but they're not leads. Um, mm. So... I'm gonna I'm gonna say their kit always looks quite smart. They never really deviate from the home colours either. Yeah. And their away mm. kit's always white, just opposite mm. rotated around that. I, th- I think there's something quite classy about the Rooster shirt. Um mm. 
in terms of NRL Super League wise. I, I can't I quite like what, what Catalans do with theirs. I think they try and be a bit original, don't they? They've got mm. their every year their 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 shirt seems to be the even either choice for the home and away seems to be quite good. So yeah. I'd say Catalan in Super League and, and the Roosters in NRL. Reeves? New Zealand Warriors for NRL. Um, yeah. although I think they That's have too many kits. Um, yeah, but but don't they like release them all at start year? Yeah, the, I, I know there's a bit there's something I, I was reading something about the day out that people don't like it, but I, I think I just like their kits. Um, yeah, I was looking at all the Super League kits from this year. There's not really one that stands out to me massively, to be honest. I quite I quite like the Wigan kits because they're just plain and simple and traditional. Yeah, mm. um, it it winds me up when Wigan go away from. The white, red, and white stripes. It, I don't know what it is. I'm not. I'm obviously not a Wigan fan, but it it just doesn't look. You know when they've tried them sort of blended ones, Applicado one all yeah. them years ago, and one or two others where they sort of they look like they've run it wash. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I just, I just, I don't know. But the sort of bit traditional. I've, Saints don't go much away from the red V, do they? And they get a bit of stick for that, don't they? But that's just their. That's just their. That's what you associate with. Yeah. Um, so I think the Wigan shirts to me. Oh, then I hate I hate this one as well. I think the Warrington away kit, the white one they've got this year with the, just the small blue stripes and the blue sleeves. I quite like that as well. But again, the correct answer to this question is our home kit. Oh no, well, the, the the magic shirt. Sorry, the magic shirt. And uh, the last one from Lee. They ask um, and favorite opposition player. Um, oh Christ! Uh, Present. I'm, I'm going to assume present. so. Should we say mm-hmm. present? Mm-hmm. Uh, I like, I like a lot. Just to go to the NRL again, I like a lot out there. I love watching local Leeds lad Sam Walker for the Roosters. Um, he looks dynamite, and I kind of, kind of intrigued to watch him progress. Um, I like, I love watching Ryan Pappenhausen. All the stars out there, really. You know, Reese Walsh. Sorry, but you say Pappenhausen then. Do you think Hanley's growing a mullet? I hope so. Because it looked like he was growing the back of his hair out. And I, I won't get yeah. If he's going he's full mullet, I can get full behind that. Yeah. Well, we can. <laughs> Maybe that's what we're missing a player with a mullet. That's all we've been missing this whole time. Yeah. Yeah. I like Pappenhausen. I like. All them stars, you know, Cleary, uh, Tommy Turbo, Jason Tamalolo. But I'd say the one that I love watching at the moment out there is uh, Walker. Super League-wise, favourite opposition player. You know, I've said this again before. I really like Sam Tompkins. I do. I think he's a good player. I like how he plays. I like that he's a bit of a pantomime villain, you know, in that, like, Jake Connor-like. You hate him when he's not playing for you, but then if he were playing for you, you'd love him. And I think we need a bit more of that in our game. Like, and we need to market it more as well. You know, these like players with personality, I think. So yeah, probably Sam Tompkins. Yeah. Guys, favorite opposition players. I'm going to say currently uh, in Super League, I'm going to say Jai Field. And I know it's probably, because yeah. he's the best player, but that's why, that's why I like him. He is, at the moment, mm. that, that that game-changing pace and creativity to, yeah. is, is brilliant Dynamite. to watch. And it, make, and it makes Wigan better to watch as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I think Jai Field for me. 
I, I, I quite like watching Jack Wellsby at the moment. I think he mm. he, he owes quality. Um, yeah. Only young kid himself, but so his his potential frightening when you consider how young he is. Um, Alex Warmsley, which team in Super League won't want him in there. Um, mm. Just a big beast, isn't he? Just every week, just churns up the yards, makes the hits. Dad, just a great a great player. You think where he's come? So it's a, it's a it's a good thing, you know. A, Plenty of examples where players have come out of the championship system, but you know, got his chance from Batley and done done great. Um, so yeah, I, I, the young lad Harry Smith, um, halfback Wigan, thought he had a really good, good form, isn't it? Yeah. Um, well today yeah. as well. Yeah, he did. So yeah, there's we, we you know, we should. We should build up some of this young talent we've got in this country. I think we, you know, we talk rightly so. NRL is great and it is what it is, and there's yeah. some obviously world class Tedesco to name another fullback who just seemingly can do the impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, one or two other those players, but I think we've got plenty of our own that we should join. You said race champion a bit more. Um, yeah. Jake Connor, you'll either marmite in you, love him or hate him. Um, mm-hmm. It, it's I'm, one of them I'm players. De- I'm but, definitely the latter on that. Just to put that. <laughs> but it, it, you know, it, now and again, he'll, he'll he'll just do something that yeah, there's a natural talent that other players can't do. They can practice for ten years, not be able to do what he does. Just whether he does it enough um, and, and that. But yeah, the, I, I think for me, Wellsby at the minute, just to go back to mm. the original question, would be mm. would be my. I think he, he just looks. He seems like a nice, nice lad as well. When he like a couple of weeks ago, he was interviewed on on Sky before their game, and I think he just seemed like a a, a top lad and you know massive future. Uh, hopefully, hopefully in Super League, but won't be surprised if a few NRL clubs are sniffing around the end of his next contract. Yeah, he's a good player. Macaulay says, "I'm really looking forward to the podcast you have coming up." With Paul Cook and Marcus Vass. Yeah, we've got them both booked in for Wednesday, McCauley. We're recording that one. So, yeah, keep an eye out for that. Will says, Will says, who will win State of Origin and do you guys watch it? Well, New South Wales are going to win State of Origin, Will. Do you guys watch State of Origin? Are you a fan of it, Reese? Uh, yeah, as long as work doesn't get in the way. Uh, I, it always does, doesn't it? I know. Um, I watch, watch it on it. your phone or something. Um, is it the first game on t- Tuesday, Wednesday? Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who do you think will win it? I think New South Wales will win it. Yeah, one. easily. I'm going to say. I think, a, I think 3 0. I don't think mm. I don't think Queensland will get one. I don't think there'll be a clean sleep. I love New it. I love it. I love it, mate. Lo- that, that'd be my. If I could do something, if I. A bucket list or whatever. If oh, I yeah. could do it, week. if I had the money. But last week, um, week before. I'd. Uh, I'd I'd, I'd love to go watch Origin. I'd, I'd just be unbelievable. I, the 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 hatred between those two those two states and the the rivalry and the, yeah. the sort of physicality of them games. It always boils over, doesn't it? it always tips over at some point. Always has. Um, I I just think they're great. I think the the you can see in a way why Australian rugby league fans are a little bit spoiled when it comes to not really caring much about the international game. I, the same I don't necessarily agree with it, but mm. when they've got when they've got state of origin that probably produces more sort of a, more of an intense sort of spectacle than any even any NRL game, but 
let alone any international game could. Um, I think that's probably why. But yeah, I think New South Wales will win it. I hope they do. I'm a, I, I probably out sway more towards them than I do Queensland. So um, hopefully they get the job done. But yeah, I think they'll be comfortable in the series. I think. Yeah, they're probably right. That. Too. Maybe I, maybe they won't win a game, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. But that's that. In terms of yeah, if, if anyone is listening to this and perhaps has never watched a State of Origin game, I would implore you to watch the whole Definitely. series because that is the pinnacle of the sport because you're never going to get that many players of that quality on the same field simply because they're all Australian. And the only way you'd possibly see that is if you had two Australias. So Australia A versus Australia. It pretty much is that. So if anyone hasn't seen it or is considering, you just watch it because it is... Literally, the game cannot get any better. It's impossible for the game to get... 10 past 11 on Wednesday. There you go, 10 past 11 on Wednesday. Sky Sports. Sports. Laura says, Lotte, Tetevano played really well yesterday. Maybe you should get off his case. Well, he had one good game, Laura. And he did, he played well. We we discussed it on the match review panel, but let's... I want to see more from him. Sorry, I'm doing it once. We need to see more from him throughout the rest of his... Leeds career. Harry says, Hardaker needs a new two-year deal. He has already proven just how good he is. Again, we spoke about Hardaker uh, early on the pod, Harry. Um, I think his form will dictate whether we sign him or Fev going up. I'm not sure. Tyler asks us, hi, gents, bit of a music question. What are your top three favourite albums of all time? Um, Holy moly. Anyone ready for that? Oh, <laughs> no, no. Um, top top five would have been hard enough, let alone top it, three. It, uh, it's like it's like I've, we've had a similar question before on films, and it's like it's because there's so many albums. It's like the last three or so that you listen to because they're the ones that are fresh in your mind. Um, the one that's always there for me. I'll kind of pad this out. You two better be thinking. Uh, is um. <laughs> The Clash, I'm, I've said it before, but I'm a massive The Clash fan. I think they're the best band that's ever um, ever existed. So The Clash, London Calling, is always in my top three. Another, um, oh, Christ. This is ridiculous. I'm going through, I've got a vinyl wish list of all the vinyls I'm trying to collect, and I'm picking three from this is not fair. Um, oh, God. You see, I'll pick two more now, and then as soon as we finish this recording, I'll think, yeah, oh, yeah. why did I why did I say that? Or why did I say that? Um, what shall I say? I do like an album by The Postal Service. I can't... I think it might just be called The Postal Service. I think they did one album. That's one of my favourite ever albums. And then I'm going to say, for the third album, by a band called say anything and it's called in defense of the genre it's a double album so probably say those three all different types of music but again i'll i'll come away from this podcast and i'll think right i should have said that or i should have said that because it's just whatever for me anyway whatever i've listened to like in the car whatever, oh god this is such a good album i'll put it on i'll, I'll change your mind afterwards but i'm gonna say i'm gonna put okay computer radio oh wow there you go oh my god Brilliant album. Can you still hear me? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, 
Urban is the Verve. Yeah, another good one. But yeah, I completely forgot about that. Um, and what's Story Morning Glory? Yeah, you've kind of gone for a, a similar era there, haven't you? Yeah, in, in my, my the, sort of thing. Your era. I'll, I'll think yeah. of another. I'll think of another word when I, you know, if I've had more time. I think. I think of your three, I think OK Computer is the best there. That is a yeah. beast of an album, that. Again, if no one's listened to that, Radiohead OK Computer, that, that is legit. One of the all-time goats, that. Incredible album. Is that enough time for you, Reese? <laughs> God, no. Um, Steps. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, it was first, uh, right, first one, um, Aladdin Sane, David Bowie. David Bowie, yep. Another one. Um, second one, I'm gonna go an innocent man, Billy Joel. Billy Joel, wow. Uh, and then the final one, I want to include a bit of a modern band in there. Um, I'm gonna go The Joy of the Return by the Slow Readers Club. There you go. Three best albums for us, a lot of selection there, all different types, all albums that had. Employ you all to listen to. The last questions, plural, is from Laurie, from Lawyer's View. Laurie's obviously one of our regulars, and he always sends a question in for us. First question, on a scale between melting and freezing, where would you put the two coaches of Warrington and Leeds before and after the game last night? Tim? Um... Trying to think which is worse, melting or freezing. <laughs> melting. I reckon. I reckon Powerly was melting by full time. Uh, <laughs> in fury, steam coming out of <laughs> See, I think um, Powell after the game was actually in full stage hypothermia because he was clearly delusional, <laughs> lose his mind. By well, things are okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just clearly thought, obvious, yeah, obvious, I thought Rowan. Rowan seemed quite chilled before it. And, and equally chilled and his, his answer to the final question in the post-match interview when she said where where do you go from here and he said Huddersfield next week Huddersfield yeah immediately like, like goes that. down and immediately gets a tick from me uh, yeah. for that answer alone um, yeah uh, I think I think Rowan's probably happy where we are after three games under him and, and pleased with what's uh, with what's going on so yeah I think I think he'll be nice and cool chilled I, I think Ray said where Rowan, you know, you know, it's like the first day of spring, and we have the nice, like, first sunny day where it's not too hot and it's not too cold. It's just a nice. It's the start of what may come. That mm. in terms of the next couple of months in the weather, obviously British weather is rubbish, but I think that's where he's, he's doing that lukewarm first stage of sunshine stage in terms of after the game. Um, but yeah, and I'm definitely thinking that Dow Powell after the game was in a state of hypothermia. He clearly was. He must have gone straight to. Warrington Royal Infirmary after that <laughs> just to check his, his mental state and you know just the things he said after the game is just no not not right on a scale of melting and freezing where would you put the two coaches before the after the game before the game I think as we said in the build up uh, when we mentioned the sky build up sorry that it was all on Warrington wasn't it so I think they were under the cosh there Laurie and I think after the game Tim said it there, what a cool character Rowan Smith kind of 
comes across as a, as a chilled bloke. Text, I know he's only been in a short time, but text things as they come. And I think he's the cool character. And I think Daryl Powell's ready to blow. I do think, to be honest, I think if they lose their next game badly, it is gone. It's a goner. Second question from Laurie. If I gave you two quid, how long do you reckon you could go without spending it? Reese? I'm going to say about 15 minutes because I'm going to pick up the other half in a minute from her parents and I'm no, most likely going to get some crisps or beer. For, for, there you go. So probably about 15 minutes when I'm seriously finished recording this. <clears throat> Chris and beer. Tim, how long would you keep two quid? Uh, I've got a seven-year-old. Um, and there you go. Two, and an eight-year-old, so probably less than Reese, probably 10 minutes. <laughs> Just pass it to them. Go get some spice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Um, is it? A, I'm. I'm going to assume it's a physical money that you're giving us because I don't think you'd just transfer two quid. Whenever I have cash, I spend it. Don't know about you, like physical cash. Like, for instance, if if I take a tenner out of the ATM, I'll spend that tenner. Whereas if I just yeah, I spend. Does that make sense? Yeah. Whereas if I just use my card, I'd spend for it like. Like Reese says there, if I were going to the shop and buying some crisps and beer, I'd, whatever it came to on my card, I'd just say, right, that's how much I'm spending. Whereas if I took 20 quid out, I'd think, right, I have 20 quid here. I'm going to spend <laughs> yeah. 20 yeah. quid. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then it, in like the middle of my car, in that little bit near the gear stick, that little hole you have, that's where I throw all my crap. That's where I throw all my coins. As many a time, I'll just rummage through there and see, oh, there's nine quid here. So I'll spend nine quid simply because I have it. So as soon as you give me it, Laurie, I'll just spend it. So yeah, it won't it won't last long. But what can you buy for two quid these days? Um, about four pints at Casa Stadium. You said <laughs> was it two? <laughs> That'll get you yeah around Cass, around home with change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you very much for coming on. It's been um, it's been brilliant, Tim. You need you need to book yourself in. You'll have to we'll have to message each other because you've had two appearances this year now. So you need to come back on for your hat trick appearance. We can't yeah, yeah. we can't leave you hanging. We need to set you up with that tapping so you can get over at try line for your hat yeah, trick. Let's, let's give me that give me that crash ball from from five out. I'll give you that George Williams ball. Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> put you in. Put I you in tell, that I can tell you for nothing, I couldn't have finished it like Ash Handley. I was about to say, um, Tim, how far how far down the pitch would you have got if you were Ash Handley in that position? You'd have been all right. It were only Oliver Holmes chasing you. You're faster than him. <laughs> no, but do uh, do message me. Well, we'll, no, I'll, uh, absolutely, I'll, let, I'll, uh, I'll come back I'll let, to uh, be, be, I'll let you know the, um, the schedule and we'll get you in because all right, mate. Um, assist you for that, that hat trick. Reese, thanks a lot for coming on as always. Thanks for your, your hard it's work. Up. It's always nice to review a win. It is a win for a change. We will be two, back. Two in a row. Me and Reese will be back to review the Huddersfield game. Me and it's LUFC stats, Andrew. He's doing he's the person behind these interviews with um Cookie and Vass. Uh, to be honest, I'm doing nothing. Andrew's behind the scenes working on it all. He came up with the idea uh, to do it. He's got the contacts. He's thrashing it out. So uh, we'll be, we're recording that on Wednesday. So I'll probably release that on Thursday. And then the match review panel 
uh, next weekend. Thanks a lot, gentlemen. Thank you, everyone, right. everybody for listening. And see you on the next uh, Match Review panel. Cheers, guys. See you, Cheers, guys. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye.